graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Jeez, are my parents seriously gonna get divorced? All right, Rick, I'm gonna go to my- uh, Not so fast, Morty. You heard your mom. We've got adventures to go on, Morty. Just you and me. And sometimes your sister and sometimes your mom, but never your dad. You wanna know why, Morty? Because he crossed me. Okay, take it easy, Rick. Th th that's dark. Oh, it gets darker, Morty. Welcome to the darkest year of our adventures. First thing that's different, no more dad, Morty. Oh, he threatened to turn me into the government, so I made him and the government go away. Oh, I've replaced them both as the de facto patriarch of your family and your universe. Your mom wouldn't have accepted oh, me if I came home without you and your sister, so now you know the real reason I rescued you. Oh. I just took over the family, Morty, and if you tell your mom or sister oh, I said any of this, I'll deny it, and they'll take my side because I'm a hero, Morty. And now you're gonna have to go and do whatever I say, Morty, forever. And I'll, and I'll, I'll go out and I'll find some more of that Mulan Szechuan teriyaki dipping sauce, Morty. Because that's that's what this is all about, Morty. That's my one-armed man. I'm not driven by avenging my dead family, Morty. That was fake. I, I'm driven by finding that McNugget sauce. I want that Mulan McNugget sauce, Morty. That's my series arc, Morty. If it takes nine seasons, I want my McNugget dipping sauce, Szechuan sauce, Morty. That's what's going to take us all the way to the end, Morty. Season nine more seasons, Morty. Nine more seasons until I get that dipping Szechuan sauce. For 97 more years, Morty. I want that McNugget sauce, Morty. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, the guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Jen. And it is just us. The Justice League. Right before we started recording, Jen, uh, we're in... I want to thank Jen for hosting this podcast here. She was watching um, Batman v Superman. Are you watching that on demand? No, or, it's on HBO. Oh, it just oh, okay, it just happens to be no, on it's HBO on when I show. Yeah, really, I wasn't watching it, watching it, but still, yeah, it's on. <laughs> I, yeah. But see, I'm over here. I thought nice. I, I thought I was special. I thought you put it on because you know I was coming over. Aww, <laughs> I was like, what is Chris no, like? Aww, even though, even no, though we're recording I, this, like. Oh no! Well, Supergirl's over right about now on the East Coast. Um, what else do they give Mondays? What's the Monday show? It's not Monday. Oh, it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, so no, it's not. No, right. So, all right. So we missed the Which Flash. Is another reason why I'm sitting <laughs> in right there what? too, because like you're like what two and a half weeks behind. Uh... Yeah, we haven't put out an episode. <laughs> we haven't put out an episode since March 9th. and that was like because first, uh, like Paul got the flu, and then. He gave his fiance, you know, from him having the flu, he gave it to his fiance. Mm -hmm. So then, there, then I couldn't. So that was like two weeks right there that kind of wiped out their household. Then there was a time I wanted to see if maybe we could record. And I got the food poisoning. And you got food poisoning. Oh, so boy, did I get food. Oh, that was bad, horrible. Anyhow, what did you eat, or do you know you don't want to blow it I up? I think chicken. Oh, that's right, that's right. I oh, think. because I don't even know. Since our last yeah, episode, but I think chicken. Since our last episode, we had like eighty degree winds, and I I don't know if we discussed that or not. We had well, wait a minute. Winds. That happened on the eighth. On the eighth, so that was right yeah, before that the episode. Yeah, was Wednesday. Oh, so you yeah, so probably after you guys well, recorded. Well, you know we yeah. It was after we re we recorded on yeah. the ninth, and I think we talked about the winds. But since it was just me and Paul, neither me or Paul really had to deal with the um, the yeah. power going out. Oh, you did. you lost power oh, in the house. That was horrible. And you were living and like the gypsy days. lifestyle for, for oh yeah, we we're living out of the library, hanging out there most of the day. <laughs> 
yeah, it was cool though. I mean, like really for what it was. You and know? that but, library, yeah. I mean, until I since I moved last year, I don't go to that library as as often as I would. But that was like that was like my when I didn't have Wi Fi, that was the main spot that I would hang out at. With the, it's uh, really that, nice there. It's it's a really nice library, and and there's different areas where you can hang out. And I like that because they have like, if you want, you could even like rent a little like conference room and it looks like an office. Like it looks not an office, but I mean, like if you wanted, okay, we're going to have the meeting of, you know, you know, the Rochester lacrosse t- high school team coaches or something like that. You know, right. you can rent a room and have, and it's a, it's like a legitimate place and has Wi-Fi and it's well lit and has, you know, nice big tables. They and have like, small ones and big ones. Yeah, there's like big you ones. You get the conference rooms. You can get, like, the meeting rooms have mm. those dividable walls that you find in, mm. like, the gymnasiums or whatever at a school where, mm. like, they half off the gym and can do two classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the meeting rooms actually divide into three. So, like, you can actually either run out, like, a huge room mm-hmm. or a section or two. Yeah, it's, it was I a mean, nice... Like, yeah, know. it is a nice joint. I mean, like, they really hooked it up big time. And then they got the um, tween and teen room. Which is where my kids, my two older ones, hang yeah, out. That's a lot. right. Well, yeah, obviously, well, obviously, I'm not. A, I forget that. I mean, I don't hang out in that area because I'm not a teen or a tween. But yeah, the upstairs right. area, the kids are playing like Wii, video games, like the Wii. Yep. I don't know if it's the Wii or the Wii U. They, they have playing. a Wii U and mm-hmm. they have a PlayStation Four, and mm-hmm. they're getting a Wii, um, Nintendo Switch. Apparently, like somebody has promised them ah. a Switch, so that's gonna be coming soon. Yeah, right. And it's and it's, it's a nice spot, and you know, and I'm yeah. over here like I'm like I'll be doing my Wi-Fi thing or whatever, and then I go to use the bathroom and I'm walking by and I'm watching kids play like Smash Brothers and stuff like that. And a really, and a really nice big screen TV. Yeah. Well, it's safe, it's, safe to say, it's safe to say that, that the, your kids, this is the way my kid is, they're kids of, the, they're kids of today where yeah. everything's electronical devices. So to go, um, you know, to go like two, three days, four days without like electronical entertainment was must have been right. But it's been good <laughs> for us though too because like what I um started for us mm-hmm. is that we go there now and we hang out like on a regular basis because okay. they've met kids that also hang out there. Mm-hmm. And like what I'll do is I'll take Tony down to the kid area and we'll hang out there as long as he will allow it because <laughs> like really seriously after about thirty minutes that's about his limit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then he's like, I want to go to the teen room, you know, where the electronics are, of course. Mm-hmm. Like any other kid. So I can kind of sneak them in there for a half hour mm-hmm. and get away with it without pissing anybody off, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like really technically he's not supposed to be in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. But also with me hanging out there, though, has mm-hmm. been also very cool. Because, like, one of the kids I grew up with in high school, mm-hmm. like, he always kind of, his mom worked in the library. Mm-hmm. So, like, he also wanted to be a librarian. And mm-hmm. then that's what he did. And he is. I mean, like, he still is. He's my age and working at the downtown one, mm-hmm. you know, right now and everything. But I saw the kid that is like him back when, you know what I mean? But now. Oh, you okay, know, gotcha. but it's like so cool, you know, but like he's totally different because like, you know, this kid that I knew, Andrew, mm-hmm. like back then, like he had long hair, but his hair was like straight or whatever like that. And it was kind of hung in his face or like that. This kid's the same, mm-hmm. but it's all curly. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just enough different. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely, like, very, like, the similarities were, like, crazy. Mm. Just in, like, personality and everything, you know? But, Mm. yeah, good kid. And it was really cool, too, because, like, you know, like, Lou connected with him, and then, you know, he connects with my friend, too. So were you you the, like... You couldn't have been the only people to have that idea. Were there, were there like, like what, were, were, the were, there, were there people? It really, honestly, was not that great. Like, okay, the first day we went, 
Mm-hmm. We were told by a friend, somebody told us, they were like, if you need to um, charge up stuff or whatever like that, you should go to the public library. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, like, in my head, it was a charging station. Mm-hmm. So, like, we showed up there at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday? I think it was Thursday. And um, we got there, and then we figured out exactly what was going on, which is basically, like, you know, I was saying the meeting room with the dividers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They had it all open. And um, there was, like, you know, people had been bringing in donations of, like, food and drinks and whatever, whatever. And they had that all up in the front and everything like that was just pretty much like help yourself mm-hmm. and um like they had a movie going and everything and you know i mean like card games going because yeah. that's where the city that's yeah. where the town hall is right well yeah or, or, next or, or, to it yeah so, i mean saying it's right. a it's a what's the word i'm looking for it's a center of yeah. the town of the neighborhood or the town of the, yeah and yeah. i would say there was probably about 60 of us taking advantage of it you mm-hmm. know like as far as like people who were out of power and mm-hmm. they're hanging out and whatnot you know and it was i mean like because everybody was pretty much in the same kind of mood it was just kind of like well, what the hell are you gonna do you know <laughs> it's like we we got hurricane um, winds and trees came down and you know, you know electricity. Like, yeah and you were all here you know and that was pretty much it right there and then the next day i would say like you know because we were there for most of the day mm-hmm. the following day like we got there about like 10 a.m and then we were there i think i finally got the kids out of there at like 5 30 or something like that you know because mm-hmm. i wanted to get home and start setting up before it got dark and everything mm-hmm. and um i would say like at that point probably at one point there might have been about 50 people but for the most part it was more like 20 25 at a time mm-hmm. you know people, and like, people cycling out or... yeah <laughs> you know we got to know people mm-hmm. because it was the same people coming back and everything you know and <laughs> i mean like that was the thing too like when we walk walking in there the um second or the third day after we realized like what was going on and everything like that we always walked in with a bag of stuff and mm-hmm. you know what i mean to throw into the whole kitty up front and all that <laughs> now if you forgive me for asking such a personal question but where where did you shower like oh well or... i had hot water so like it oh. was just really cold in the house mm-hmm. but the water was at least hot you know oh so you, we have gas there like oh, so, oh, so yeah, because there was not heat in the house because apparently someone with my furnace is electric oh, okay. i have no idea i totally plan to find out what that's all about I, <laughs> it, again i have no idea mm-hmm. like you can start asking about it and i really mm-hmm. have no idea like i think mm-hmm. it starts it or keeps it going well or, I, yeah i think yeah you need electricity just to at least get the pilot light going there's something but i have to figure out like what can i do to not have that happen again because like if i can have heat even without power or anything like that mm-hmm. you know like having heat and having hot water we okay, can go right. for like weeks if we had to. well as I, say, I mean well, i mean as long as you had hot water you know like it, i mean you know, and you know, if I have to yeah. be in my house with a jacket on, that's fine. You oh, know, I slept in a jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the third night I was here, man. I yeah, because I mean, I didn't want to leave my house. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, especially just like, you know, it was blacked out and everything. And this whole area was like, it went from my parents' house was the first house in this area and it went all the way down. Mm-hmm. And, um, the neighborhood behind me was out, you know, and over here was out, you mm-hmm. know, so like, it was like basically like part of the neighborhood was out, mm-hmm. but right next door, my parents was the first house that did have power. Ah. Oh. So they ran an extension cord over to my parents' house. They ran two of them, actually. And they um, also, because they were all set and everything like that, they let them borrow one of the space heaters that they had, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. So they were kind of set up a little bit and everything. But I didn't want to leave my house, especially the first two nights because the cop was gone. Oh. And I'm thinking, like, everything's all blacked out. <laughs> cop car's not there. You know, that's a little bit of a safety net for me even when power's on. You know? So... <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I definitely didn't want to leave. And then the third night, like, I had seen so many trucks all over the area and them, like, doing so much work and just really, I mean, like, and working in these brutal conditions because it was nasty out. It was like that freezing rain and the wind came back a little bit and mm. it was just really bad out. And they were so bound and determined to just, like, get everybody on and everything. Like, that was the mood, too. I mean, like, it was. I mean, like, you know, like, there was all and, kinds and of businesses s- donating food to the power guys and all that. And, and you said the guys working on your on your block were like from Canada, right? I um excuse me, I don't know about Canada. There oh. was people around here from Canada. Oh, okay. But not I was, in my I, particular neighborhood. Oh, I I was, my particular neighborhood, their logo was like a peach. Georgia? <laughs> no, I know. No, okay. no, no, it wasn't Georgia. No. I know oh, okay. I know it was the United States, but I can't remember. Oh, okay. Because their their logos were a peach. Because I'm I, I know but, I know no, people from New York City. There was a lot of trucks too around the area. Oh, okay. And that's right. probably what you're thinking about. Because like I was telling you about like with um my neighborhood and everything like that, and especially being in Irondequoit, mm. they were parking a lot of the trucks over at Irondequoit Mall. Yeah. So like driving around, like you'd be going to Wegmans or something like that, and you would see like a Canadian truck. Okay, and yeah. and, and in all fairness, I mean, where we're like, because there were trucks from New York City. Yeah, New York City is six hours away. Right, Pennsylvania. You know, if there were if there were trucks from Canada, Canada's an hour away. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying right. like it makes more sense for there to be Canadian trucks here than New York City trucks. Plus, they're but, more used to dealing with this shit than we are. If yeah. you think about it, yeah, because the, they get way worse than we do. Mm-hmm. Like for as bad as we get it here, mm-hmm. they get it like at least a third worse. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, like they're totally. Honestly, my thoughts about the whole power outage thing. Uh-huh. RG&E definitely was not well set up. Yeah, and there's a whole, you know? there's a whole governor, uh, right? A whole governor. Um, I don't think they could have anticipated it, it mm-hmm. but I don't think they were set up the way they should have been. They should have had some extra crew here already, not as much as what they brought in, but they mm-hmm. should have had some guys put up in a hotel ready to go out as soon as the shit started hitting the fan, because like. You know, Scott Heshko was out there freaking dancing, saying, like, the winds are coming, the winds are coming, you know? I mean, like, for how many days? Yeah, we knew we, we knew, knew it was coming. We should have been better I mean, better, like, we were all prepared. stocked up. Everybody, I mean, like, I was pretty much ready for a power outage if mm-hmm. it happened, you know? And it did. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to go four days, though. I was not set up for four days. <laughs> I mean, like, I thought, like, I would lose power for, like, maybe a day or two. I mean, because especially, too, like, I lived through the windstorm here, or the um, ice storm here. Mm-hmm. You probably have heard about the big, infamous, you know, ice storm. Was from it 89 or something? Oh, it was okay. Like, yeah, it was like early 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, in this area here, we lost power for a day and a half. That was it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And then we had like the big, you know, like power outage that happened, like, you know, for a big portion of the nation. Mm-hmm. But like even that one was like, you know, overnight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like when I set up, I was just like, yeah, like, you know, like a couple days. Mm-hmm. Got to worry about a couple days and everything like that. I never thought like it was going to go into like, you know, being like three, four days. Like I was a little bit on my gorg just at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, Paul commented. Paul says, "I don't." Oh, what's up? Paul, Paul, Paul says, "I don't love him anymore." No, Paul, I still love you. Don't. Uh, I didn't love you. Uh, you know, I, I feel awful bad when I'm, I'm cheating on Paul. Aww. But um, now we had started this conversation because you said you had gotten some. But you got the bad chicken after this was chicken that you just bought, right? Yeah, A- oh, after yeah, after the. Uh... <laughs> well, I was pretty smart about the fact that when I woke up on Thursday morning, which was basically the first morning, you know, the after the first full night of the power outage. The power outage happened in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Woke up that following morning, and the first thing I thought about was, you know what, I should really get everything out of my fridge, which is like you know worth anything, mm-hmm. and get it in a cooler. And try to, like, salvage it because, like, you know, another, like, 12 hours or so and 
I'm not going to be able to really, you know? Gotcha. So I took everything out, like the meat and everything, and stuck it in my cooler. And then I went and got a bag of ice, and I stuck that cooler out in the um, backyard, you know? And it was fine. Mm -hmm. And then when the power came back on and I was restocking everything and all that, there was some food that had, like, defrosted, but not completely. But, like, if I put it back in the freezer, it would make me sick, you know, or make anyone sick. Mm -hmm. You had to cook it up at that point. You can't really, you know, like, refreeze it. Yeah. You know? And then, like, there was a lot of stuff that stayed frozen, and that's, you know, still in my freezer. So one of them was chicken, and I cooked up that chicken, ate that chicken, everything was fine. Um, come a few days later, go to the store, get new chicken. Yeah, it was new chickens. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like you ate chicken that was from the, from the blackout that was sitting there slowly getting hot. This was new chicken. And what's even crazier about it is that, like, it was the second day. Like, I had made all this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I wasn't supposed to use it again, actually, until Tuesday. But then something happened, and I ended up, like, revamping the dinner plan. And, like, flip-flopping Monday with, you know, Tuesday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I ate more chicken on Monday, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, come Tuesday morning, <laughs> sicker than a dog. So I don't know. But, yeah, that, that's that story. Gotcha. Good gotcha. <laughs> so that was so that was from our yeah the day the day we recorded the day after the blackout but right. you know unfortunately me and Paul our first world problems like it didn't affect us so we didn't talk about it that much and then we had a snowstorm <laughs> yeah we had the snowstorm yeah, which which too, which was really bad and then all the snow is pretty much gone now. and it was one of those deals where like my job said my job during the snowstorm like it started like on Tuesday if I'm not mistaken or I think it, excuse me I think it started Monday no. and, was it Monday no. no it started on like either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah. Tuesday, what happened was Tuesday... the kids did not have school on Wednesday and Thursday of that week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I just, because I, I go to work Tuesday... Oh, that, I'm sorry, that's what it was. I go to work Tuesday, and where my job is located, a lot of people I work with live way more south. Like, they drive north 40 minutes to get to where I work. Okay. A lot of my... Like, so very few people where I work actually live in Rochester. Oddly enough, you know, they, you know so they, they, they come up so... Um, I got to work at noon. I was scheduled to work till nine, and they just said, "Look, at four o'clock, we're closing the doors." You know, four o'clock, everybody go home because you got to get home before the snow comes in. And then, so that had happened. And then, you know, they said, "Okay, everybody, here's a number. You got to call if you know if you want to, you know." So what happened was, so Wednesday, I called the number, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning or whatever, and they're like, you know, uh, you could still come in if you want, but you don't have to, and you're not going to get, you're not going to get a penalty for it. Right. And I was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> and I'm going to stay home. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'll work my hour. You know, I'll make up my hours some other time. So <clears throat> I kept my dumb ass at home. And then, you know, and the big thing is, not for nothing, when I watched the, uh, the tra- when you watch the news, they kept saying, and I, I watched the news, you know, every hour I would kind of just, you know, they have the updates or whatever. Yeah. And they were saying, it was like a, 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 an advisory. It was like a, a travel ban. There was a, not a travel ban, but, you know, there's like. State of emergency. Yeah, state of emergency, unless yeah. you're an emergency, you're an emergency vehicle. No Stay off the road. Tra- so yeah. Or but, only emergency travel. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to take my dumb ass to my non-essential job. Because, I mean, right. let's, you know, let's be real here. I mean, you know, not that I'm super in love with my job, but, you know, I like my job. But I'm not going to fucking spin out in the fucking highway and get fucking hit by 18-wheeler just to go to work if I don't have to. Right. So I kept my dumb ass at home. Um, and I think I took a picture of it the next day. Like I tried to dig up my car and it was like literally like 18 inches of snow on top of my car. And, uh, and, and you know what it is? It was nice to stay home and do nothing. You know, man, I checked in with my daughter and, you know, she didn't go to school and her mom. And I was like, if my daughter's all right and I don't have to go to work, it was sweet. I, 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 kept, yeah. I kept my dumb ass at home. 
you know, I'd probably probably you know, playing video games or something like that. And so, you know, I'm glad that that, you know, I mean, I think to the best of my knowledge, nobody got hurt. Nobody died. Nobody. Because usually we've got, you, really you, get a little, you get a little snow and there's always like some 70 year old guy shoveling his, you know, his 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 walkway has, has a heart attack or, you know, like I think. Yeah, of course, I think there were some car accidents on the highway, but I don't think there was like, you know, there's no like, you know, you know, bus full of nuns crashes and kill. Right. You, know, you know, I don't think there was any major uh, deaths or tragedies in Rochester due to that crazy snow. So, um, all right. So let's let's kind of talk about some new news. Okay. Uh, well, I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't care for wrestling, right? And I guess like your kids aren't into wrestling, so you don't. Is it? Well, I don't have it on a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be into it back in the day. Yeah, I used to love like, it. Like actually, <laughs> admittedly, like you know, like how everybody, like you know, the girls, like you know, I don't know what the big thing is really for the girls back in my day for like you know, back in, like, the early teen years or whatever, like, the heartthrobs or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, how, like, girls... What about, like, Shawn Michaels? Or... No, but I was really into Bret Hart. Oh, okay. Like, Bret Hart was my guy. Like, I had, like, the I, freaking, I like, the cutouts. And, <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, my friends will... They bust on me all the time about, it. like, my old friends, you know, mm-hmm. like, they had known me from back then mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I had, like, this little collage. And, like, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Ripped out of, like... Well, oh yeah, well, so, I don't know. Was he? Uh, was he in like? Well, I mean, there was a bunch of wrestling magazines back then. Oh no, no, but I, I'm like, because oh. you know what it's like. It, I was thinking like he wouldn't be like a teen beat or. Oh or, no, or, no, no! I was cutting this shit out, out of wrestling, wrestling magazines. magazines. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Pretty much my girlfriend, Sonia, you know, I mean, like, there was Eddie and Todd, and, you know, they were always buying them and mm-hmm. everything, and they would read them, and then they would just, you know, psh. So, I mean, if you're talking and, Brett the Hit My Heart, you're talking, like, 80s then, because, I mean, like, I mean he kind of had a career in, in the early 90s. 90s yeah, was, but, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, like, pre-teen and early teen, like, mm-hmm. that stage, you know? I, I, are you, so, like, probably right about where my daughter's at and older, a little older. I want to say it's Toronto, so, but have, right. you, have you heard of, or I think they call it, sometimes some people call it the Canadian screw job with Bret Hart. <laughs> well, no, the what? joke, no, the joke, and it sounds, sounds a lot worse than what it is. It was where Bret the Hitman Hart was supposed to, um, he was wrestling his last match with in, with WWE. Okay. And I want to know, it's, believe it's, I believe some people call it the Toronto screw job, but it could be the Canadian screw job or whatever. And I could be wrong if I have uh, you know wrestling fans out there don't cut my head off um where he was supposed to win his right. match and it was supposed to be his last match at, at and with and with Vince McMahon and there was like a whole big and, and Shawn Michael it. Shawn Michaels he was wrestling Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels won the match who's kind of very Jesusy have you seen that like he was in a Jesus movie and all that oh yeah yeah oh he got yeah I was very stunned yeah all the, yeah. all these guys who go and and screw everything every which way but loose and then they, they you know then they hit a point where you don't get the satisfaction from banging thirty women a night, where you then you turn to Jesus because <laughs> you know you realize that you lived like a all these rock stars and stuff like that kind of have that moment where they they've lived such a life of excess that all of a sudden they're like, oh, life is empty. <laughs> yeah. I was just very surprised to see that because again, like I don't really watch it very often now. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, yeah, I watched it back then, mm-hmm. and then there was a little period of time where I had um some friends coming over on a regular basis and they were putting it on. Mm-hmm. So like I caught a lot of it then and everything like that, and that's where like I learned about like John Cena and all that, and you know, so like I saw the engagement obviously, just like the rest of the world. Yeah, well, I, and that to me, that's I mean because they don't they have a sh- they have a show on E, you know they have. Uh, well, that's probably why they did it. The, the, the Bella twins, the, the the two sisters. There's two which, shows. There's like the Total Divas one, which follows the girls, like all of them. All the divas, yeah. And then there's the um one that they did just them, which is like um 
think it's called like Total Bellas or something like that. Total Bellas, yeah. And like I don't, that. you know, and it's, yeah. it's the whole thing is like I've fallen so out of wrestling and, you know, and I used to love it. You know, like, you know, I would say, you know, I haven't watched wrestling since like the mid 2000s. And, you know, that was like, you know, and of course that, that was like the Attitude Era and, and, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Undertaker and The Rock and Triple H. Now, and, see, I watched before that. So, like, I watched during like the Macho Man era, but not during like the Animal or anything like that, like later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, was like, already, he was already pretty established with um, Miss Elizabeth at that point. Like, I watched the engagement happen and the mm-hmm. wedding and all that. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else, like, you know, who else was really popular back then that, I mean, like, even with well, the WrestleMania. I mean, do you, remember, do you remember like when, that, do you remember when, when W, do you remember when WWE, or at the time, I think it was still called WWF, they had a, re- they had a restaurant in Times Square? Yes, I do. And that's, uh, like, that was like, to me, that was the peak, and that was around 2000, or, or even like, I, I want to say 2001. Yeah, this would definitely be before that. And, and like, what happened was, it was, it was, it was called WWF New York, and during, like, on Tuesday, excuse me, on Mondays and Thursdays, you could go in and watch wrestling, and they had TVs all over the place, and it was like wrestling themed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could have a, you know, you can go and enjoy yourself. And then the funny thing, then during the week, okay, so it's WWF New York, and it was a re- like you could go on during the, during Mondays and Thursdays to watch wrestling. On the nights, on the Sunday nights when they had a pay per view, it was it was it was fifty dollars a head just to get in. Okay. But you got in, which is what you would be spending for the pay per view anyway at home right. if you're watching it by yourself. But you're getting a meal and you're getting a drink with it. You know, I mean, of course, if you wanted more, you can. But I mean, when I say a meal, I mean you get like you know spare ribs and potatoes and you know. Like hooked up. You're not yeah, just getting like, like sliders and mac and cheese bites. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, my it. high school reunion that's coming up. <laughs> Dude, my high school reunion, right? Uh-huh. Twenty year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. They're asking these people to pay sixty five dollars a ticket, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're slapping on three hours of open bar and feeding these people sliders and mac and cheese bites. <laughs> I shit you not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going. Anyhow, um, yeah. So go back. Yeah, to yeah so, so WrestleMania. I mean, so if you went the nights that there was like a pay per view, like I said, it was fifty dollars just to get in, but you got a meal and you got a drink, and of course, if you want anything extra, you would have to pay out of pocket, and and then on Fridays and Saturday nights. They turned it into a club, so they they put all they somehow they got all the tables out of okay. the area, and 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 it was weird because it was there was there was a section that kind of imagine if there was imagine a square and then like a bigger square and a bigger square like 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 going in. I'm trying to. It's hard You're to saying explain. like as far as like how the setup is like basically the middle and then the yeah, there's the middle, yeah, then, then there's the another third. level and another you. level. So you know they would open that up as like a dance club, you know, I like and they got all, they thing. got all the tables yeah. out and people can dance. And I I mean there was bars. It's not like you could just fall right off the edge you know you have to go walk down to the stairs to get around but so on saturdays and sundays it was it was um a, a saturday and they called that the world like world wrestling federation okay. so it was the world club uh you know during mondays thursdays mondays and thursdays were wrestling events and then just in general the like the, there was a top level the street level but the street level was just like a big store so you could, like you buy merchandise and stuff like that you know bobbleheads and wrestling belts and t-shirts yeah. and stuff like that and I used to go there, you know, and that was the era, and that was like the storyline at that time was like it was when ECW went out of business, and ECW was always like WWE's competition. Mm-hmm. But then WWE like bought all the licensing rights, so sort of like they said they bought them, but over they just bought the licensing rights. They were a merger of equals. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it was yes. like a merger, and then yes. there was um, then WCW went out of business, so they bought WCW, and it was that era. Like that was around the time where like I was so into wrestling because then like they would have like. Oh, you know, and what's gonna happen when Taz fights The Rock? You know, or like, you know, like Taz is like ECW is like one of their top guys, and then you know The Rock yeah. or something. 
you know, and actually, I don't even know if Ted's See, I was before The Rock. Uh, before yeah. The Rock, but and it's, it's, I do dig The Rock as an actor. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. used to love it so much, and it just got to the point where, like, I don't know. It's like I don't care anymore. It's it's so weird to it's so weird to see that something you once loved, and I would say, and I still kind of watch like right around the time. I kind of remember the very beginning of John Cena. I remember when he came in and he used to actually like rap and stuff like that and that, that, that was that was sort of his gimmick like he was the white white boy rapper and he would wear and he would wear um i would have to google this shit really oh yeah he, that was his thing he used to come in before each match and have rap insulting the guy that he was about to wrestle oh that's wonderful oh, was the, and then oh you know oh, and he used to wear his that. he used to wear reebok pumps okay and part of his move was like he would throw the guy around stop pump his reebok pumps and then <laughs> And then do an elbow drop or whatever. That was part of his gimmick. <laughs> because he was the white, he was like the white rapper. Oh, you know, okay. like sort of like playing off Eminem a little bit, but not really, you know, just that sort of like. glorious. Yeah. Oh, and, I would and, have to totally. I'm, yeah, and, I'm Googling that. And, 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 and he had his phrase, the thugonomics. That was his. Thugonomics. <laughs> 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 I, that was his thing, and that was around the time. It was a little after that that I stopped to watch wrestling. You know that like, you know, and John Cena what? had become the new, like you know, top dog. Because wow. you know, you'd say like at one point it was like you know. I'm oh. glad I learned about the guy when I did. Because <laughs> when I learned about the guy, I was like, this guy's a genius because he is. I mean, like really seriously, mm-hmm. the way that he's handled like his financials and all of his business and stuff like that and the way that he conducts himself and his persona and and, he, and he's very uh, you know, he's very like uh, oh. like he's for the troops and yeah exactly like I'm glad I got to know about him at that point because I think if I <laughs> knew, if, if you knew thugonomics oh my god there's no way yeah that was I would it. ever yeah. ever consider taking that dude and part of it too was seriously was because of The Rock because The Rock freaking broke out and like The Rock's actually a pretty good dude too as far as like what he's doing and how and he's like in a million he's coming with his career he's in a million like movies this year I mean he's yeah. got he's got the, the Fast and Furious the Fate of the Furious excuse me he's got um, they, they finished filming like they're doing the Jumanji reboot he's doing uh, Baywatch uh, Why are they doing a Jumanji reboot? Like, it just does not make any sense. Uh, to me. I mean, I it's I that's I think that one is purely just because of name recognition. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's take a property that people kind of. But remember. is it going to be this same thing, or is it going to be like okay, we're in like another era? I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a reboot. I think it's going to have, other than the name, okay. I think it's going to have no connection to the Robin Williams. Well, then that makes sense a little bit. Yeah. I well, because it's, it's him and, uh, it's him and um, Kevin Hart. Right. So I think they're kind of, you know, you know, they're trying to make it, I mean, of course, it was always, it was, that was always kind of an action comedy anyway, but, it, you know, I think they want to make a more action comedy, you know, I don't know, but... I mean, you know, I was just saying, The Rock, and, and that's just right off the top of my head. I know he's probably in some more movies this year, you know, now that I think about it. Right. But, uh, you know, um, and then, well, yeah, the one he did with Kevin Hart earlier, this, the Central Intelligence. So, you know, and he's like, what, People's Most Sexiest Man Alive or something like that. And, you know, oh, did he get it? I'm 99%. If, it, if it's not this year, it was I last year. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I haven't watched wrestling. And the big, the big, um, the big things that happened this year, you mentioned The Proposal. Yeah, I saw that. Um, That's like so the only thing I did see. So they had that guy Gron- Gron- Gronkowski from the the football player from the um, 
from the Patriots. Okay. And he's like known to be like a party animal, party guy, like in his personal life. So uh, there was a match earlier, like the, like early, early, early in the night where I guess one of the wrestlers who is like his legitimate friend in real life. I mean, it was fake, but that Gronkowski jumped out of, jumped from, like he's sitting there watching the WrestleMania and he jumps out of his chair, jumps over the fence, jumps over the, the barrier and jumps in the ring to help his friend. And they get like, obviously staged because if that was real, they would have 50, yeah, I don't care, I don't care what kind of superstar you are, 50 bodyguards have been up his ass, yeah. holding him back or whatever. And, um, you know, and the joke is not the joke, but like he's not he did he he's not playing football right now because he's injured. Oh. oh, but you got fucking energy to go jump and fucking play fake wrestling. I mean, if, I know it was only two seconds, uh. and really people can't get hurt. I mean, people can get hurt, but I mean, you know, if done right or whatever. But you know, it's funny. Like you know, you're you're risking your professional career. But the, the guy's known to be like a bonehead kind of a party animal kind of dude. So he jumps in the ring. Um, the Hardy Boys return. Do you, do you know, do you know I the, Hardy the Hardy Boys? Boys. Yeah, so they both went to like different. How old are they now? Um, I mean, they gotta be in their sixties, right? I think you're confusing them with somebody else. No, the Hardy, the Hardy Boys. If I'm, I, would I say... am confusing. You know who I was yeah. thinking about? The Nasty Boys. The those, Nasty Boys. Those guys are definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, the yeah. Nasty. Yeah, but yeah, I do the... remember the Hardy Boys though. They were younger. Yeah, the, like, the they Hardy... were just starting out. Like when I, I remember. That they used to be like one of those teams that used to come in that would be like the ones that were automatically set to lose, where like they would have like you know those matches on Saturday morning or whatever. <laughs> you know, like here comes Mister Nobody to wrestle well, the superstar. Well, no, Gee, I wonder who's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's superstar <laughs> versus week. you know. Well, yeah, the, yeah. They, they call the the, the 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 industry term is the jobbers. The, the, right, and the they, guys who, I remember but, but, them when they were back at that point, and then they started to move up. Well, th- that's I mean, usually what happened. Their thing was they were like the acrobatic guys. They were the guys yes. who would jump off the top rope, or you know, they were big on the the ladder matches where you climb the ladder and jump, you know, or they'll jump off the ladder that's on top of the ring onto the floor. So like, right. you know, you're talking about twenty feet in the air, um, you know, or you know. And they've done a lot of crazy stuff, and and so they both kind of went their separate ways for years. And the funny thing is, they kind of went and developed their new. They 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 changed their personalities. Where like Jeff, Hart, is it? No, excuse me, Matt Hardy, who's the like the older brother. Mm-hmm. He kind of he's turned his persona into like some sort of weird like evangelist kind of a character, okay. you know, who's like crazy or whatever. And then Matt was sort of the they, when he was wrestling at another uh, promotion, he was the, he was known as like the Enigma, and he'd paint his face all crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really do that persona anymore, but he kind of he they both reinvented themselves separately at separate promotions also. But then the funny thing is now they they that they were the they were one of the surprises at WrestleMania. They came out back to, together. Oddly enough, with their new personas, like they came back as the Hardy Boys, but like the, what they've evolved into, so which I'm a reboot. yeah. So I'm surprised. Like I'm just saying, Vince McMahon is such a control freak. I'm surprised he let them keep their personas from what they developed in other promotions, you know, to then come back. Like, you think, okay, you could come back, but you got to, you know, lose the act. Go back to where you were the last... Also, they brought in acts from other agencies. Well, I'm just saying, but... like, like the one, one guy turned, like, Matt Hardy turned into, like, this weird, like evangelical character yeah, like he's saying. talking like so he's he's keeping that character back at oh, wwe even though okay. he developed it somewhere else see i but, thought you were saying like they came back as that but different but no yeah i'm I, just I, I i'm just I'm, I'm and i mean i guess they i mean they're at a point where they i, I guess they can tell it. they could tell vince mcmahon you know where it's this or nothing you know and i guess you know and also, I mean, hey, you know, Vince is like, okay, you went and built up a persona somewhere else, then maybe that'll bring in those viewers back to WWE. So the Mark, the Hardys return, that was a big thing. And then um, Cena proposed. 
And then this was the allegedly the last Undertaker match. Undertaker finally retires. This Which is like Undertaker was wrestling when I used to watch it. This this yeah. is if I'm not mistaken, my numbers come wrong. This is like his 33rd WrestleMania. He's been wrestling since the 88 or something like like 88 or 89 was his first. And he fought like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so funny that he comes out. I watching that. I mean, and now in this part of his career, he would only come out for WrestleMania. Like, you know, you don't, you generally don't see him during the year. He's so old and he's so beat up. And, and you know, and I, you know, he deserves the accolades that he has. But, I mean, I think he could only come out for one match a year. You know, right. anything else would probably kill the old guy. So um, he lost the match. And in traditional wrestling fashion, you always lose your last match. You never win your last match, which is kind of weird. Like, I would thought, not that Bret the Hitman Hart was supposed to leave wrestling altogether. Yeah. But um, when he got screwed in by Vince McMahon, you know, uh, generally the wrestling tradition is you always lose your last match. Because if there's ever a chance for you to return, like one day, 20 years from now, whatever, 10 years from now, he gets the gumption to come back in a ring. He can come back and be victorious. Right. You know, so so he retired. And then what happens is he, he and then he loses the match. And he lost the match to this guy named Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is The Rock, The Rock's cousin in real life. Ooh. And he's the new, like, one of the flavors of the month that they're pushing now. Which who The, the joke is nobody likes him. Okay. But The Undertaker lost to him. And the, gen, you know, and Undertaker, of like the 33 years that he's been at WrestleMania, he's only lost two matches. And this is his second match. And, and like, as he's walking up the ring... There's like a big explosion and he disappears. And then like all that's left are like his boots, his jacket, and his hat. Oh, like wow. very theatrical or whatever. Yeah. Like he, he, the dead man is gone. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I love The Undertaker. I don't think this is the last time we've seen him. You know, probably he's not. probably going to take five, six years off and kind of just whatever. But, you know, it's a send off, but I'm not like all teary. As much as I love The Undertaker, Undertaker was my guy. But yeah. you know, I'm not like, oh, we're never gonna see him again. We're gonna see him again. There's, you don't, you don't have a career of 33 years to then, then turn this, your back and, yeah. and disappear right off in the sunset. You know, hopefully he stays healthy and everything like that. But you know, you know, unless he gets hit by a truck or something, he's gonna come back. Shit, my dad worked at Xerox for 40 years and he still goes back for breakfast once a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, like... you, can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, man. <laughs> You know? Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll probably, you know, you never know, something, interview, something, work him in somehow yeah. for some kind, just because he's not wrestling anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll... They find a way, like, yeah. usually. They you know, he's going to sit at, he's going to sit at home and go crazy because he has nothing else better to do, and he misses 50,000 people screaming his name. He'll come back. And I think we should take a break. Yeah, probably. All right. And we'll be back with more Dick and Fart Jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like 
like that. Every week I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and Hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers, One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. And for those watching live at home, I just said, we're going to skip all the Trump stuff. Are we still there? I thought we lost the live feed. <laughs> no, well, no, uh, no, according to this, we're 47 minutes in, but it took us about seven or eight minutes or oh. some. It took us a couple minutes to actually get the episode started. So, in in light of my my gracious host, we'll skip all the Trump stuff this week. <laughs> and trust me, I have a lot of Trump stuff, but we'll skip that for now. Um, check out your Facebook, and they will see. Yeah. <laughs> so here's something that I kind of wanted to talk about our last episode, but it's obviously been a trend in the past five five or so years, and it's something that you're into. Um, NASCAR has actually been losing, and they they've talked about this on the radio, and I've seen a couple of articles about it online. I can start giving you a whole lot of reasons why NASCAR is starting <laughs> yeah, to. So dwindle. they're saying that NASCAR, who like, if you want to, like, I would say, you know, a couple of years ago, like, like even like when Disney made Cars, and even when like. Um, Which they have another one coming out, you know. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks, really, it looks really good actually. Um, you know, when they did Talladega Nights, there was a real there was a real push for NASCAR to become more mainstream. You know, even someone like I said, I, I would had you had before uh, what's his face made that movie. I you said Talladega. I would have said, what the fuck is Talladega? You know, what I'm saying like I I didn't grow up with any kind of. I mean, I knew of NASCAR. I kind of, you know, hate to be like, uh, I hate to be, you know, stereotypical. Oh, it's for rednecks and shit like that, you know. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's definitely not. I mean, you know. but the, I wasn't a redneck growing up, and I grew up on it. Well, no, that's what I mean. It, yeah. I, where I grew up in, in the world that I grew up in, you know, NASCAR wasn't a thing. But, I mean, a couple of years ago, 
there was a real big push for NASCAR to become more mainstream, which it has. I mean, it has become a lot more mainstream, and and I you know I understand that you know the big money that's put into these into the tracks and to you know and I remember watching HBO had um, HBO always has like those really good documentaries. Mm-hmm. The Jimmy and Johnson it, one you talking about? I think it was a Jimmy Johnson. It was like oh, a whole series where it was all about him getting ready. For, yeah. Yep. And, and, and it was, was like excellent. And it was him and his together. family. Yeah. And, and you know and you know and you know excellent production put together from there. from an ignorant outsider and I'll say that I'll say that all wholeheartedly from an ignorant outsider oh it's a, it's a redneck getting in a car and driving to the you know making a left a hundred times um you know then you watch i watch that hbo series and it's like this guy's getting up at five o'clock in the fucking morning you know doing or whatever you know exercise regimen just to stay in shape then you know at like eight o'clock in the morning going into business meetings with his sponsors mm-hmm. you know and then at 10 o'clock to have like a meeting with all the guys and his crew and stuff like that getting the cars together and you know and and you know and then you know then doing this and doing that and it's, it was sort of like holy shit you know i was if it wasn't for that series i wouldn't have realized what an industry it was you know i mean once again i totally admit my ignorance uh but you know this big money thing but what they're saying is in the past five years nascar is from like its height is actually almost like half what it was i believe that Um, absolutely because like when at the height mm -hmm. the height of it you're you're saying the height of it was just a few years ago and it absolutely wasn't actually the height of it was about like the 2000 i would say right after dale senior's passing Mm -hmm. and going forward for probably about the next about five six years Mm -hmm. that was about the peak Mm -hmm. and i think that one that had something to do with it right there dale earnhardt passing yeah because even even me even you know as ignorant as i am i knew who dale earnhardt was i knew i knew the intimidator (laughs) especially too like you know I mean, like, in my family, it was a huge, it, like, it was almost like we actually lost a family member. Like, we had family members that we don't talk to every day calling us up all like, you know, <laughs> are you guys okay over there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, checking in on us and everything, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, seriously, it was it was absolutely devastating when that happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, it's been, too, it's been, like, pr- probably about, like, 16, 17 years. It's had to have been at least that. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time now. And, um, yeah, so, like, after that, I mean, like, even you, you saw the difference even just going to Watkins Glen. Because, like, we used to be a family that used to go to Watkins Glen every year. We planned, like, a whole big trip around it and everything. We'd be, you know, down in that area for, like, four or five days and everything and hanging out at the track a lot and everything. And what started to happen was, like, the crowd just got bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And, like, now... They've just, I mean, it got to a point that, like, we don't even enjoy going. Because, like, they, even at Watkins Glen, like, there used to be probably, I, I want to say back when we used to go, it was only, like, 60, like, 60,000 seats or something like that. And now it's up to, like, 175,000 or something like that. Yeah, they so can they, fit around that They track. doubled the seats. And then that's the whole thing, too. Like, the grandstand that we used to sit at, you used to be able to see them coming from the, um you know, the checker for, um, line, coming down the straightaway into turn one, which turn one is a 90-degree angle Mm -hmm. go um straight through there turn two make that turn and then go and go up the hill and we would lose them just before turn three which for Watkins Glen that's a two and a half mile track that's a road course so Mm -hmm. it's not like a track where you're going to sit in one section and see the whole thing Mm -hmm. it's impossible Mm -hmm. the only way you're going to see the whole thing is if you're a 
above, you mm. know? So, or watching it on TV. <laughs> so, and which I've come to find that I seem to enjoy watching it on TV more. So, yeah, no, actually, not 2009, now that I think about it. I'm trying to, like, when I did, the, when I worked the, actually, when I worked the pits that one year, that was, that was 2009, and it was really crowded. And it was, I mean, like, it started to dwindle off, probably like you said, about, the, like, the last, like, five years, six years, about there. And, um, a lot of it has to do with, like, you know, the old school people. You know, I mean, like, my father used to be able, like, back in the day, like, he used to be able to sneak into the hot pits and hang out for the whole entire race. And, the <laughs> and that's because, like, there really wasn't that many spectators going mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know? And then, I mean, like, you just got this whole influx of people. The whole area just got kind of, like, over... Like, the motel that we used to stay at mm-hmm. got torn down they built a walgreens where it's at and they um ended up building like a best western or something like that like down the street mm-hmm. you know and that's why they tore you know plus also man like it was a little run down and everything like that too but <laughs> it had its charm you know <laughs> that small town it was in penyan that's where we would go stay mm-hmm. and we would run a block of rooms and we'd all pretty much just hang out or whatever go to this little tavern that was down the street it was a good time and um but yeah no i mean like really a lot of it had to do with that a lot of it had to do, too, with them fucking with the rules. They keep fucking with the rules over and over and over again. And you can't even... Like, I can't even keep up right now. Now they've all of a sudden, like, instilled this whole new thing, like, to try and make it more exciting now with periods, right? They've added periods. Last year, the whole thing was overtime. Man, oh, man. Oh, let me tell you, Jeff Gordon practically got a bone every time and be like, we're going into overtime! It's like, who cares? It's like, all that is, is the same thing as, like, what would happen in the past, which is somebody had a caution come out on, like, the second to last lap or, like, Last lap and oh, or not even the last lap. I'm sorry, like really, like the third to last lap, second to last lap, fourth to last lap, something that's very close to the last lap, but enough where they would have to go ahead and restart, you know, like work through the caution and then restart the race, not just call the race. Okay. You know, and then they decided instead of you know like just calling it life, they decided to like term it overtime. Oh, yeah, you know? like that's my whole thing. Like that's do you see like you're grunting yeah. right there. <laughs> so, and I mean, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like as a fan too, you're you're almost insulted. You're like just let's just do it the way it's always been. Like he won or she won. It was. <laughs> I, I really don't understand. Like they yeah, like the, for some reason somewhere along the lines, and it really did. It started like pretty much like because when back when I was doing my fantasy one, like it was all still pretty standard. It was wasn't like all broken up or anything like that and then they started going into like uh, just all like trying to change all the points you know system and everything mm-hmm. changing the rules you know i mean like some of them i agree with you know like do make it safer like they don't let them really race anymore in a caution they kind of got to slow right down at this point okay you know or like before it used to be like you could kind of finish out the lap like even if a caution came out you know, like, say somebody blew a tire on turn four and the caution came out, but you were still on turn two, you could still kind of race for position going into as long as you didn't get to the line. Yeah, now they're like, okay, as soon as the caution comes out, you got to slow down. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it does. So, like, not all of it's bad, but it is them messing around with it and just everything, well, over-commercializing Does it, it have to do, and I, you know, not to cut you off, with that, was it Tony Stewart that accidentally killed that guy? Yeah, but or, Tony, or, that had nothing to do with even, like, monster, and, and that's the thing, too, oh. that's not even, like, the popular stuff. Oh, okay. That's, like, a totally, see, Tony Stewart's a totally different type of racer than most of these guys driving for the, um, and I keep wanting to say Sprint Cup Series, but it's actually now the Monster Energy <laughs> Corporate. Series. Yes. Well, yeah, the <laughs> corporate sponsor series. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, you know, he was always straight, you know, but he drove for Sprint, so we'll just stick with that too, because that's what rolls off my tongue easier. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he's always been like kind of like a yes, I'm a big time driver, but I also like to drive small time, yeah, because that was a that was a small time, and it race. was a small time race, yes, and especially too, he loves dirt track racing. That's why he's retired. Mm-hmm. He's not really retired. He's racing. He's racing right now. He actually just won a race, like I think this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's still racing. He's just not racing the big time cars or anything like that. He's doing the owner thing, which I mean, like even him being an owner, like that's why I got behind him. Like when I was kind of displaced after the whole like Dale Senior thing and all that, I didn't want to just jump on the junior bandwagon because everybody else was jumping on the junior bandwagon. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like Junior's cool and everything. I do dig him. You know, he's good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Just I came to come to Stewart a little bit because. Because of the fact too that like I really liked the lot of what he did behind the scenes with the business and with me right there the business stuff you know <laughs> and all that because like he got involved with this old lady and they both went in together with the money and they bought a car and they started up the whole thing and mm. you know what I mean and now it's what it's become which is like he's got four drivers he's got a shit ton of cars and all that I mean like it's built up into an enterprise you know gotcha. and it's been really cool to watch that whole thing happen <laughs> excuse me so yeah and that whole thing about Tony Stewart and that kid and everything like that I will tell you too it boils down to that stupid kid should have not gotten out of that car and that's why that kid's dead I mean yeah because I mean for for, for people who don't I mean I guess I, I mean I and forgive my ignorance on the situation. The kid had some car trouble, and I guess he, him, and Tony Stewart were kind of beefing or on the track. On the track. Like drivers do, and they, and they and, do that. And, and so his car was having trouble. He yeah, got out a of phrase actually rubbing his racing, quote unquote. <laughs> and a lot of old time drivers, they don't really do it so much in the professional league as much. Like they do do it, but mm-hmm. when you get into these little guys or all right. They still kind of stay more old school, and old school is rubbing his racing. Oh, rubbing his yeah, and so you know, and so, so he got yeah. he so his car had issues. He got out of his car, which they advise everyone not to do. And the, the, now here's where here here's and where I've been this opinion track too. So I gotta tell you right now, this track that they're talking about as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like seriously, it's not well lit at all. It's mm-hmm. really not. And then you're talking about. Them, I mean, like, they got equipment, and I mean, like, their view is very limited. Like, you know, you got to think that even with, like, the professional drivers and everything like that, too, they have, like, the devices and all that. Their their view's like this. I mean, like, it's very blocked, kind of boxed in. You know, you can't really see, like, how we can see kind of, like, a nice little around, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, they got a lot of that cut off on the sides. So... Yeah, no, but there would be some people, and I, I allow me to get controversial here for a second. Yeah. There and are some, trust me, I've watched there, it. There are some people who would say Tony. Stewart's a bit of a hothead. He gunned, he, he gunned his engine. This is what some people would say. They would say he gunned his engine to be intimidating. And pardon, I didn't mean to use that word on purpose. But, you know, uh, you know, to intimidate the kid, he revved his engine. Unfortunately, things happened way out of... No way did he intend on hitting the kid. He was trying to scare him, for the lack of a better term. Right. Accidentally hitting him and killing the kid. And whenever I hear that whole thing, this is what I say about that one, okay? Mm-hmm. Only Tony Stewart knows the truth on that one. Mm-hmm. And only Tony Stewart's got to live with that one because of the fact that he knows what really happened there. Mm-hmm. He's on the record saying, and I want to believe him, mm-hmm. that he didn't realize the kid was there. I honestly, too, like, I've watched the video and I've heard the, the rev, the controversial rev, you mm-hmm. know? You can't really even tell if it was really his car, if it was someone else's car around him like there was all kinds of just audio i mean like, yeah, yeah you can't, too, you, you you can't single out a certain a single rev out That's of what I was about to say. Like, 30 cars on the road the only way you cars. can is if they're falling that behind that they're not with the pack like when the pack comes by mm-hmm. it's just i mean like they all blend in together mm-hmm. you know and then you got if there's somebody trailing then you can hear their single car or whatever 
you can't really tell where the rev came from. Gotcha. Maybe he was trying to scare him. That's quite a possibility. And that's where I say only he knows that. And he's got to live with that. And I'll tell you what, too. Even afterwards, too, he went through a really big battle of depression. And he wasn't very, like, quiet about it. Like, he was, you know, like, he was still on Facebook a little bit. Like, you know, because, like, I follow him on Facebook and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he would talk about, like, you know, like, sometimes he would just say, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, I'm still on break, still in treatment. You know, like, you know, things are good. You know, kind of just give a quick little thumbs up. Yeah, type I mean, even yeah, even if it was a thousand percent an accident, ac- ac- accidentally take accidentally taking that. someone's life. Unless you're, you know, even a cold-hearted fuck like me, like you know, you know, if I accidentally took someone's life, I would be, yeah. you know, even you know, even if it was totally not your accident, even if it was not your fault at all, you know, just you would just it just takes a toll on you, right? And also in context as well, the kid who got killed is also known for being a hothead as well. Oh yeah, and they yes. and they found marijuana in his system. Yeah, but, but I don't not, think that's not enough. Really, yeah, not yeah. enough to not enough. They to, they had nothing to prove that so, he had smoked just before the race or anything like that. They basically just could show that he had smoked at some mm-hmm. point. Like he had you enough. See people, THC, marijuana kills. Nah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just, that's, anyhow, that's me. That's me being an asshole. Okay. Yeah. No, but anyhow, they um. Yeah, no, they they couldn't tell like. They didn't say that like he smoked right before the race. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. From what I heard, yeah, it was it was. It really boils down to you should have never got out of the fucking car. Like they always tell you never to get out of the car unless you're like burning or yeah, something yeah, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, a safe, it's <laughs> the safest you know? place you could be, for lack right. of a better term, because they're made to be crashed into. Not that they're yes. made to be crashed into, but you know you're a hell of a lot safer than just with your flesh and bones and, and your, right. They your, want you to wait to suit. let them know you're okay. But then they want you to stay the hell in the car so that they can come to you and say, okay, it's okay for you to get out of the car now because all the cars flying by aren't going to fucking hit you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that kid, he was being a hothead too. That kid was being yeah, a hothead. Yeah, he, he, you know, he definitely made yeah. a gigantic mistake because he was almost egging, he was almost egging it on. Yeah. You know, he was, he was even making like a come at me kind right. of Right, and I'll tell you, you're right emotion. about that too. Stuart is a hothead too. Like I specifically remember one time he came out of one race. I don't remember what race it was. But he comes out and um, the whole thing had happened because he blew a tire, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets right on TV and it's just like, well, Goodyear wasn't giving us such shitty tires this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Goodyear has like the whole sponsorship. So like, they <laughs> give the tire. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he totally just went on there and called them out. Just like, mm-hmm. you guys are giving us shit tires this year. Now my car's wrecked. <laughs> you know, like, he was pissed. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, he's had some tips with the other drivers. Kevin Harvick very much comes to mind immediately. And mm. there's been some other drivers down the road and everything. And, and, yeah. And I, I don't watch, since I never watched it, I only know Tony Stewart from before, I mean, before the controversy. Yeah. From fucking Burger King commercials. <laughs> 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 you know. You know. That's great. You yeah, know, that, that's, you know, for, for someone, for someone who doesn't watch wrestling, you know, doesn't watch a NASCAR. Yeah. This is, this is a real, we're talking wrestling and NASCAR. This is a real good old boy, <laughs> good old boy episode. Uh, but yeah, so, so you would think the commercialization is sort of like killing? Is it sort of? Absolutely. You know, when something gets oh, a little too popular. it's been overdone. It's been overdone. Especially too, like when they started trying to do shit, like having like Dale Jr. rapping with Snoop Dogg and that kind of shit. It was like <laughs> a lot of us checked out. <laughs> we're, just, we're done. We're out. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> 
So, gotcha. and a lot of it is too, like, you know, like they're having like a hard time too keeping even the good ones, you know, because like, for instance, and a lot of it, some of it's beyond their control. Like, you know, like Brian Vickers is like one of the guys that I definitely hooked on to right away. He got sick and he couldn't drive anymore, but he's a young guy. He's my age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like this year alone, we had um, Carl Edwards also retire, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which that was another big one too. Like he was a really good driver and everything. So they're having a hard time kind of keeping them like going and a lot of that a lot of it has to do with like their physical yeah you know their physical health you know because i think that's why like carl edwards really hasn't given a reason why he retired but he t- retired very abruptly you know it's, like without it's better, any... it's, hey look it's better to like retire than to you know have an accident or you know yeah you should tell mark martin that though he tried to retire he retired twice <laughs> well mark martin went on the retirement tour and then like two years later went on the retirement well, tour I mean, again. he's like he's like the undertaker <laughs> Because he's sitting at home, staring, you know, staring at the walls, missing yeah. missing 65,000 people or 120,000 people cheering his name. I made it through one race, if I remember correctly. I think he was back, like, for the first race the next season, like, after he retired, yeah, you know. Yeah, you just, you know, you take a job like that, you don't retire, you, you know, you... You stay involved in some way. That's yeah. what Stewart's doing right now is being like a car owner and mm-hmm. all that. So it looks like Edwards is away from the sport, though. The other guy that I just told you about who retired. It looks okay. like he's pretty much staying away. So. Yeah. Oh, we got a comment? Oh, no. Well, no, we had a, we have a like. Uh, about oh, okay. It. And, um, um, all right. So uh, what we also had on what I have in my notes that we were kind of talking, not talking about, but I had mentioned before the episode, um, something that's a little dear to you. Autism Awareness Month. Yeah. So April is uh, Autism yes. Awareness Month. Yes. Got the blue nails. Get your blue lights on. I had the blue lights on just for the one night. I don't put the blue lights on for more than one night because um, Rob's got the blue, or the my neighbor next door, the cop, mm-hmm. has a blue light on for emergency reason. Oh, okay. Because, like, you know how, like, at schools and stuff like that, they have the blue lights for, the like, the emergency phones. Like, that's your go-to spot. Or if there's, like, a um, office or whatever like that that you can go to for, like, security office. Oh, oh okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, when you're on a walkway, they have that phone that has the That's blue. why my neighbor has a blue light. Like, I don't know if you ever noticed that or not, but my neighbor's got a blue light that he keeps on all year round mm-hmm. and that's why because when he's home he turns it on and that's because if there's somebody with an emergency the blue light's supposed to kind of alert them that they can go there oh okay yeah Got so it. i only have when i do light it up that's the one thing i do got to say like autism speaks makes the mark on on that one was not connecting the fact that like you know like schools and universities and a lot of public places use blue lights to signify emergency and then they came out with light it up blue yeah you know what i mean like wrong wrong color yeah. But anyhow, so I do it for just the one night, but we did it on Sunday because it's April 2nd is every year is Autism Awareness Day. And that's the um, day that they light up like Niagara Falls and all other national. Yeah, the, the buildings not, here in Rochester are national, like world. Yeah, the Empire State Building goes yeah. blue. Um, Opera House in Sydney went blue. Um, we have a couple buildings here in Rochester that light up their lights for certain nights, and I believe they were Rundell blue. Rundell Library is one of them. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. The library, yeah. and but there and and when Tower, I want to say Tower Two Eighty is the other one, I the one so. that has the strip that like it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tower Two. If I'm not mistaken, and I think they did theirs blue also on mm-hmm. the second, and you know. Um, but, and this sort of, I don't know if it's connected on purpose, but just about a month ago, they announced that uh, Ses- is Sesame Street is going actually to actually been a project in the works now that I've known about for about a year and a half. And the reason why I've known about it is because the person, one of the people who are working on it is this guy, Frank, and he's a blogger mm-hmm. named Autism Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, like, this guy has been responsible for me keeping my sanity for probably like the last like six years since I got turned on to his blog and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Because like... I mean, like, one thing, God, he put it out there like that and everything because it really made me not feel alone. 
you know, he's like, I'm doing this whole thing without a partner, you know, because mm-hmm. my ex-husband's not, you know, here parenting with me and everything. So I'm doing mm-hmm. it. And sometimes you kind of do feel a little like shut in and everything. And it was just like reading through this guy's blog and just kind of like realizing that like, you know, like there's a lot of that kind of stuff that they go through too and seeing how they handle it and everything like that and mm-hmm. implementing some of it into my life and all that. You know, like having that out there has been a real blessing. Then fast forward. It turns out the entire time, and well before this guy was doing a blog and all that, he happens to work for Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his son in particular is older than my oldest. My oldest is 10. His son is a teenager. I think I want to say 15 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a nonverbal autistic child, and um, he's handling also epilepsy along with it at this point. Like, that wasn't the initial that came along, mm-hmm. like, over time. But, um, yeah, so he's got a son with autism, you know, with the nonverbal, and um, it also kind of really connects him to the community and everything like that because like there was just like because you really do connect on all levels and stuff like that because like there is like you know like when somebody has autism one person's autism isn't the same as somebody else's autism so like the challenges there's a lot of similarities but there's also a lot of differences and everything yeah. and that's why they have the puzzle piece as the mm-hmm. representation of that in order to like show that like you know you got to kind of figure it all out and put the pieces together mm-hmm. in order to make it all work and my kids as you see are testaments of that I mean like because really if you would have saw them how we started out like back when before they had early intervention come in and mm-hmm. everything I mean like I just went through a bunch of um, Louis' old IEPs actually from like back in preschool back um in like the first elementary school and they call like Durant Eastman intermediate school Oops. um they call his school like an intermediate school mm-hmm. you know um and he's about to transition to the middle school now mm-hmm. and I've been going back and reading but like just to see like going back and seeing like how the things that we were working on at Stepping Stones like the simple just like you know and, and like remembering too mm-hmm. just like you know like cause like the simple things that we were trying to work on was like Lou will walk from the car to the classroom without incident like and I'm, and I'm talking like it's not and I'm not talking like by himself either or anything. I'm talking like with me mm-hmm. or with the aide or whatever but like because like we couldn't get him to just go up the stairs without him like dropping down to the ground and flailing his arms and kick you know I mean like it was mm-hmm. pretty crazy times you know pretty crazy th- like pretty you know way different than what we're handling now you know gotcha. And if he hadn't had all that come in at the time and start breaking it down and everything like that, there's no way that they'd be progressing the way they are and everything. And, um, yeah, so anyhow, going back to the autism daddy guy, he, um, got, like, real connected into, like, the autism community and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then also along with, like, his job and everything, like, you know, that he had going on, they decided to start implementing this whole character, you know, and eventually they decided to make it a girl as opposed to a boy because the, um, thought now, like, the stigma implanted into some people's heads is, like, you know, boys get it girls don't because a lot of people have heard like you know like it happens to like one in so many boys and then you know but only one in so many girls or anything like that but like you know like you can see with my kids too I got one boy and one girl and they both have it you know what I mean so I I, I mean forgive my ignorance I didn't know that but yeah so so that's why they went with a girl and everything the girl who is um puppeteering the girl also has a son with autism or I don't know if it's exactly a son or a daughter but she has a child with autism as well Mm -hmm. and her child is high functioning which is more along the lines of like what my children they're on that side of the spectrum which means that they're verbal they talk mm-hmm. you know pretty much in everything so um you know they deal with like different types of things like sensory things or you know like my, my daughter's got ocd on top of it too so sometimes it's kind of hard to break down which one's which you know gotcha but um yeah and um i mean like honestly the character is definitely a step in the right direction because like what it is is like you know uh, like one of the statements that gets used a lot in like the autism community as well is that um basically awareness 
this is just a direction, but acceptance is the destination. That's okay. what it is. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, so that's what it is. And um, that's really like a huge step in that right destination there because like a lot of people do know it's out there. A lot of people understand somewhat what it's all about or know that they got, you know, that they do kind of interact with it in their lives, but they're not exactly sure exactly where they interact with it in their lives or exactly, you know, I mean, they know it's around, mm-hmm. but they don't really know exactly what it yeah, is. I mean, if, you and, know? You know, like a pop culture, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the obvious, the obvious one would be like a rain man but that's like that's so old and that's so like one one specific character you know one specific part of the spectrum where you know unfortunately it it hasn't penetrated pop culture in a way where you know where there is that one person where everyone goes oh yeah you know but then again you can't just point at one person because there's so many different variations of but then they planted characters in there too that like are very obvious to be on the spectrum but they never Mm -hmm. say that they're on the spectrum yeah like for instance um the big short have you ever seen The Big Short? I haven't. With like Ryan Gosling. Everyone keeps Steve telling Carole. me about it. You gotta see that. Everyone tells me how great it is. I haven't but, seen it yet. Yeah. So then, um, the other, um, Bane. Who plays Bane? Who plays Bane? Uh, Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm picturing. I can't him. believe I'm Chris, I can't Christian believe. Bale. Oh, Christian Bale's Batman. No. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Actually, Christian Bale. Oh, okay. Not Bane. Christian Bale. So anyhow, um, he he's in it and he plays a character and it's definitely obvious that he's he's on the spectrum. It's definitely obvious, but they never say it at all mm-hmm. through the whole film. But it's definitely obvious. I mean, we're down to the fact that the guy won't wear shoes. You know what I mean? That's definitely mm-hmm. something that's on the spectrum, man. I mean, like, I have a friend of mine also who has a son on the spectrum, and that's definitely something that all three of our kids have in common is that we can't keep freaking socks or shoes on their damn feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, Craig, I mean, his father actually brought him over here for a sleepover for an entire night mm-hmm. without shoes. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know, yeah, that's just how it is. Um, what about like a Sheldon Cooper from uh, Big Bang Theory? Oh, definitely. I think yeah. he's definitely Asperger's <laughs> by far. And then, um, yeah, definitely. So like, there's another plant right there. I think mm-hmm. he's definitely Asperger's. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, and then they had the one character from Parenthood that they actually did like right. They very much put it out there that he had Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the accountant by Affleck. Oh yeah, definitely. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, very obviously on mm-hmm. the spectrum. Never pointed out or say it, but mm-hmm. I mean, hello. It's very, very, very obvious if you even have any sort of interaction yeah with anyone that like very quickly you figure that out on that character you know and everything so yeah but talk about sesame street i got one for you that i want i learned this tidbit today okay and i'm gonna bestow knowledge on you okay because i was blown <laughs> the freak away by this one right okay so the reason why i brought out about this one today is because i wanted to tell you about the challenger exhibit thing which is really cool at the rochester center you know the oh, museum I, I think i know where you're going very with. cool oh, project okay. but still yeah seriously they were gonna send big bird into space yeah they, did they, you ever know this shit actually i i, I mean I, I had heard that originally it was going to be big bird and then they decided to go with the teacher no the, the character the guy who plays they big were going to send big bird with the teacher this is what i read today okay i read this whole thing about they were going to send big bird with the teacher like they were going to send both mm-hmm. all right and then like something happened and apparently sesame street mm-hmm. were the ones that were like you know what this isn't a good idea nasa was like totally on board yeah. with it well because like, i remember they totally wanted to 86, do it 86 i mean i remember i i we watched it in class Can they you rolled fucking imagine if they would have sent big bird in the space big bird died in front of a, a nation of children jesus christ we would also we'd still be in therapy we right would be <laughs> yeah like 
And especially, like, I mean, you know, Thank I mean... God something intervened on that one. Yeah. I mean, like, that is just crazy to think about. Like, just how fucked up would the world be yeah. if they would have said our beloved Big Bird in this space? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I remember, like, 86, I oh. was... In 86, I was nine years old, so yeah. I was in third grade, and I remember them specifically rolling in the TV set into our classroom, Me too. and we watched it. You know, I, rem- I, I clearly remember the day as, as, because, because it was, for lack of a better term, traumatic, you know, so, to, see, to understand that somebody died right then and there. And uh, so, I mean, and had it been Big Bird, I mean, don't be wrong, all respects to, to the oh, teacher. Oh, obviously, yes. No, obviously. <laughs> all respects to the teacher, like... but I didn't know this teacher, you know, the teacher was someone I just heard about. You know, Big Bird was a part of my childhood. I mean, like, it was a big deal I to have send in the teacher clear. in. I mean, because, like, they were going to do, like, lessons from space. Well, yeah, and, like, yeah that was, kinda... that, I mean, that's like, why we were watching that it. That was huge. That's why we were watching it, yeah. because the teacher was going into space, that... You know that that was NASA was trying to at that time push you know an agenda that made kids more aware of the space program, wanting to you know think about science and stuff like that. You know because you know you know by the time we hit this part of our lives, we'd be more involved in, in mathematics and science and stuff like that. Which is why they were pushing for Big Bird to be in there. Yeah, exactly. Like they're basically going to be making that like Big Bird like the camel, you know, like you know the camel cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know Big Bird would be for NASA. And then they'd be able to pump a lot of that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, because you know. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I just I, when I read that, I was like, "Whoa!" Oh. Yeah. Like I cannot even imagine if that had actually gone through and happened. Yeah, that would have been. Oh my god! <laughs> that would have been. That would have been pretty fucked up. That would have been terrible. Absolutely terrible. So. Yeah. All right. So let's go. Let's let's let's, let's do quick fire. Um, yeah, what do you got? All right, so you, I mean, usually the second half of the show is the nerdy news. Um, oh, let me see. I, well, here's one thing I could definitely agree on. The what? new Justice League trailer Fucking came out. I got to tell you, though, see, I was having a conversation with Andrew here when he was here, though. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you know, like, dude, did you see that Justice League trailer? Like, you know, like, how are you not reading? He's like, ah, I'm losing your <laughs> shit, man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I watched this four and a half minute trailer that was online. He's like, and I don't know. He's like, I really wasn't all that impressed. And it's not... He's like, and then I watched the new one, and it wasn't all that much new, and this and that. He's like, so, you know, he's like, I just, whatever. Well, then they left and everything, so later, I told him, like, I'm going to Google that later and everything. So we just kind of, you know, moved on in conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it, and I watched that one, the four and a half one that he was talking about. Uh-huh. And I think he was right, too. Like, honestly, if I would have seen that four and a half minute trailer first, because, mm-hmm. like, when I was watching it, I mean, like, you know, I, I was just like, eh, like, okay, like, mm-hmm. Like, and that was it. It was just like, okay. <laughs> you know? Like, it just... Like, that one that... I, I'm glad I saw the one that you posted first. Mm-hmm. Because that one just freaking was like... <gasps> like, I just was blown away. Absolutely just blown away. I'm like, this movie's going to kick ass. It's going to be better than Suicide Squad. I don't want to put the expectation on it, so I'm not going to keep telling myself that because I'm young, but I'm definitely going to IMAX to see this shit. I mean, like, that was what was going on in my head. I was bumped up, man, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then I watched that four and a half minute one, and it was just like, now I'm kind of just like, okay, well, maybe I might go to Rich Culver. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
don't get me wrong. This movie's already starting two steps back. I mean, Man of Steel was, uh, you know, Batman v Superman. The theatrical cut was, eh, you right. know, so the one that I saw, I liked. Yeah, the 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 right, the, 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 the three hour one is the good one. The the the, the, direct, one the director's into. cut, the ultimate cut, yeah. is is the one worth watching. Um, so this movie is coming in. It is coming in at a disadvantage, and the fact that both those movies directed by 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 Zack Snyder, and this one is directed by Zack Snyder. That was something else my buddy mentioned too. Yeah, he said it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be like a three hour movie or or three and a half. Hour. It's gonna be like a fucking. It's gonna be a long fucking movie. Right. And you know and. Does it, you know, I mean, I guess it's, maybe it's because I'm a fanboy, you know, and, but like, I'm excited about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the fact, you know, that they had this trailer and, and they, and was like, one, obviously we haven't seen any Superman yet. He's mm-hmm. obviously coming back, but I'm kind of glad that they're not putting that in our face, you know? Yeah, but that's one thing I wanted to ask too. Don't you see, um, Lois Lane? Lois Lane's in it. a very quick second. No, yeah, she's, she's, no, she's clearly in the shot of her. Well, I mean, she's in the universe. I mean, technically, I mean, if you you wanted to you could have Lois well no no I was, I was gonna say you could have her in the in the Wonder Woman movie but Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman yeah. movie, Wonder Woman movie takes place in like 1912 but I'm just saying is you you could have technically had Lois Lane in the Suicide Squad movie she's in the universe yeah, you know You're so right, yeah. so I mean having her there she could have been walking down the street yeah I mean you know it could have been you know yeah. or you know they wouldn't they could have panned over to a TV and she's been doing a news report I mean in, in the movie right. she's a she's a newspaper I, reporter smoke, but yeah yeah I mean <laughs> I mean you know have, seeing her I mean, obviously, it's going to be addressed. Where is Superman? Or, or not? Where is Superman? But even you know, she's in it, right. and we're going to see Superman again. Uh, you know, they're definitely hinting towards it. Yeah, I like the yeah. fact that they didn't spoil it yet, and I hope, I hope they keep that. I hope, even though the whole world knows he's coming back, I don't want to see Superman in one. I don't want to see him in a poster. I don't want to see him in a commercial. <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm saying, do the please DC do the right thing. Don't show us Superman, even though we know he's coming. It's the, right. it's the worst kept secret ever. Don't release the toy like three weeks before the movie's been out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's so, but um, you know, uh, you know. You know the Flash. The Flash does big shoes to fill from the TV show, mm-hmm. but I kind of like I like the personality. You know what I'm saying? From from the from the 30 seconds in the in the, in the trailer, I kind of like what they're doing with him. Wonder Woman. I'm already on board with Wonder Woman. Yeah, me too. And and you know and and I think the breakout the breakout character was fucking Aquaman. You know, yeah. Aquaman made this movie. He's fun, you know. He's, he's telling guys, oh, you know, I, he saves a guy and then takes the vodka, like you know, like it's on him yeah. or something like that. You know, seeing Batman, you know, the ridiculous. Obviously, the character Aquaman is a ridiculous character, you know. But for him to see Batman and oh, you dress like a bat, I'm, you know, <laughs> right. I'm down or whatever, you know, yeah. like. You know, I that think one he, shot at the end, they're just definitely yeah. When, it all when he's away. riding on top of the the Batmobile, yeah, I mean, absolutely, and they just yell <laughs> like nods, and, <laughs> and he jumps oh. off and he fight. You know, I mean, that scene, that little bit right there, like that little like force, it makes me where I'm just like, man, I, I'm gonna have to go to Tinseltown. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the whole thing is that one of the big problems a lot of people had with Superman and with Batman v Superman was that oh these are or excuse me Man of Steel and Batman v Superman yeah. is that oh these movies are very sour they're very dark they're very bleak and then we finally have a character look fine you know I mean Wonder Woman you can only do so much with Wonder Woman only because her like she comes from very she's going to be very Shakespearean for the lack of a better term she's right. going to be you know serious they have Aquaman Aquaman is fucking fun you know Flash Flash is fun yeah. and then you know Cyborg. 
Cyborg isn't getting enough play, and I got a special place in my heart for Cyborg. So I kind of hope they push his character more. And I can't. And I, well, we're talking about everything. So far, it looks like they kind of got him in there, like very mainstream. So that's good. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I'm hoping they do something good with Cyborg because I think when Cyborg is done right, he could be a great character. But you know, I mean, between the Flash being like the eager little kid, like Flash is like the little brother that wants to fucking tag along, right? You know, what I'm saying, and then then and 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 Aquaman's like the drunk uncle that everyone likes hanging out with, you know. I, I, you know, at least right. you know, okay, yeah. Let Batman be Batman. Let Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. They're serious characters and whatever. You know, let's have some fun. You know, let and, and that's the you know you have a lot of fun when you take a serious character and put him with a fun character. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then it just makes it you know. It 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 brings They've a balance. Been working with that dynamic for years. Yeah, I mean, if you have serious right. Superman and serious Batman, yeah, it's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little sour. It's gonna be a little dark. But now that we have some character, some fun characters, you know, I'm I'm all for it. So I'm super excited about the Justice League. Um, let me see, Power Rangers. So the Power Rangers. I know they had new Power Rangers. It was fun. It was a it was a fun flick. I have to say that. I enjoyed it. It wasn't the greatest movie in the world, and it's funny that you mentioned you had mentioned about um, bringing uh, characters with autism. They had actually made one of the characters in a movie um, on autism. on the spectrum. Yeah, the, the the black kid. And I hate to say it sounds like some of the black kid, but yeah. you know what I mean. The, that that kid, the Blue Ranger, Billy uh, Billy Cranston. Um, they made his character autistic, and and Very and. Cool. But what I like, and then um, with the Yellow Ranger, and if one's in this is everyone knows, it's not like we're spoiling it. Uh, she turns out to be a lesbian. But what I like is that even with these two revelations or even with these two, you know, taking a character and kind of adding something, you know, sometimes a movie they'll take that and they'll fucking force it down your throat. Right. This is sort of like, no, these are the characters you still love or, or a, a approximation of the characters that you that you love. And we're not forcing an agenda down your throat. We're not for, oh, she's a lesbian. She's persecuted for being a lesbian. Even though she feels like a little, she's like a bit of an outsider, but it's not like... It's not like her whole story is, oh, my life is horrible because I'm a lesbian. Well, we're also in 2017. I mean. Well, no, but I'm just saying, it's, but it would have been very easy to make that her cross to bear. You right. know what I'm saying? True. And then the kid with autism. Didn't they just do that with um, Supergirl or something like that? Like, I heard a lot of controversy going on about Supergirl and the sister. Well, yeah, Supergirl's sister. Came out or something like well, that. Well, yeah, and the show, her sister is a lesbian and is in a, in a relationship. Um... Actually, they had won like an award from Glad, the uh, like gay. That's probably what I heard about it and everything. And, uh, and and you know, and the funny thing is, see, and here's where I think they are kind of shoving that down our throats. And you know, I like Supergirl, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like you know, ho ho, and you know, because I'm a lesbian, you know, like it, that. I and as and as much as I love Supergirl, I feel they're they're trying a little too hard to show how open minded they are. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And don't be wrong, it's great. You know, I, we have a character on a mainstream show. You know, a lot of young boys watch Supergirl. Girl, and you know it's good to kind of have that dynamic of people who watch a show you know young boys understand that and of course young girls also is I mean mm-hmm. Supergirl is going to have a, a female audience but I'm talking about reaching the people that wouldn't traditionally you know young boys aren't going to watch a show about lesbian <laughs> you know I mean unless well I mean not that kind of but I'm saying is you sort of <laughs> I guess you would on Pornhub or whatever but <laughs> But I'm just saying is, you know, you, you, put, Bad example. You, you, you put that, I'm saying you would put that in there where it's not all some bullshit fantasy, you know, I mean, obviously we're just show, right, we're talking about a show about an alien girl from out, you know, flies and shit. But I'm just saying is, is I understand why it's there. I feel in my part of hearts and, and I'm, as liberals, I try to think I am, I feel they kind of push that a little too much on the show. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and it's like always like, you know, 
I don't know. It's, it's sort of like, you know, they kind of push the issue that they're same sex. And I, I, for some reason, it just it, it, it bothers me a little bit. But, you know, uh, but I, I think I mean, they're doing the right thing, but I don't think they're doing it the right way. Um, but but back to, to Power Rangers, like the character that's on the spectrum, as a matter of fact, it comes to his benefit because he's an electronics genius. Okay. You know, and as part of like, you know, he helps out one of, because that's not really spoiling anything. The main character, the Red Ranger, gets on house arrest and he has to wear an anklet, an ankle bracelet, whatever. And Billy Cranston, the character, he's like an electronics genius. And like, well, I can help you out because I can, you know, I can fool the sensor into thinking that you're home. Make, have the police think you're home while you come out and help me with the project that i want to help because okay. yeah because his his and that in the, in the in the movie his father's like a a, a a minor like a minor guy's digging yeah and um he misses his father his father passed away so he wants the red ranger the, the character's red ranger to drive him out to the quarry and stuff like that and to help him with something you know to help him with a little project he's working on but you know you know once again it would have been very easy to make that you know the big oh he's autistic and make a big whoop right. about it and i like the fact that they kind of just when no, this is, yeah, this is, this yeah. is, you know, and it's sad that I, earlier I said the black guy and that's how we figured out, you know, saying we're still, we're trying to be progressive, but you know, you know, that it, he happens to be, you know what right. I'm saying? He's a good character and he's an electronics genius, happens to be autistic, you know? And so, you know, uh, but one thing I got to say about the Power Rangers is it was fun. It was a fun movie. Well, that's good. Then. You know, you know, when Batman v Superman is fucking sour, when Transformers, a cartoon I loved growing up, I watched those movies and they're like, oh, it's so fucking depressing. And it's so much, you know, they took a character, they took silly characters. They kept it light. It was an action, it was an action packed movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I dug it. And, and I think, you know, with this stuff, hopefully, I mean, I hope they don't fuck it up. You know, they're, they're, they're going to do a sequel. They have to do a sequel. But, you know, and I think also um, Elizabeth Banks being in it. Well, Brian Cranston being in it brought a lot of legitimacy to it. Yeah. Because Brian Cranston, back in the day before he was Brian Cranston, was actually the voice of a lot of the monsters. So that's oh, why. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Back when, right he was a, when he was a nobody. So that's why he jumped on the bandwagon. Is he going to do the movie? Sure. Because that was part <laughs> of when he was fucking eating ramen noodles and shit. That was how he paid his bills. So, um, you know, he brought a legitimacy to it. And Elizabeth Banks, you know, right. Elizabeth Banks is fucking real a deal. Real you yeah. know what I'm saying and I like they put make they the end of the movie her makeup the way they made her look that was kind of stupid but in the middle of the movie they make her look like a like a witch even though Rita Pulse is kind of like a witch but she looks beat up like a like a like a fucked up homeless woman I guess would be the best way oh, to put it okay. and like they should have kept that they should have yeah. kept her and of course Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks is a beautiful woman but I liked her like midway through the movie because she was repulsive repulsive you know and you know so I mean those two brought a lot of legitimacy to the movie and I, and it was fun um, very cool you got anything there or what was it <laughs> yeah it's not what Brad's wife <laughs> yeah and after 11 years! <laughs> Seriously, though. Still yeah. no answers on Brad's wife. I'm sorry, but we need justice for Brad's wife. Justice we for really Brad's do. wife. <laughs> Seriously, if you don't know about that, Brad's wife... Everybody's got to know about that by now. Brad's wife got fired from Cracker Barrel. Brad wanted to know why. He posted on Cracker Barrel's Facebook page. Amari <laughs> King apparently picked up on it after a few other people and put him on blast. And it has been funny as shit and the, and ever since. I it's hysterical. I swear to God, in like the past like two weeks, in the past like two weeks with my job, because I have... Part of my job is reaching out to people. I've literally, I've spoken to two people who work at Cracker Barrel. And I want to bring up Brad's <laughs> wife so bad. But it's like, I know they you know, probably I'll don't want to fucking hear. Cracker Barrel, Brad's wife. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't oh, never going to pay her bills. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, well, I'd seen, like, someone had edited their wiki page, the Wikipedia page, where it said, you know, it was a Wikipedia that said employees 45,000 or whatever. <laughs> minus <laughs> minus Brad's wife. <laughs> you know. Oh, I, I love it. I, it's been, it's been, like, that's just one of the reasons why I love the internet so much. Because, like, that's just one of those it things. Just takes, yeah, it takes something that's so innocuous and stupid and, like, <laughs> so and just yeah, make a celebrity out of, you uh, know, Brad's wife. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not his birthday. <laughs> yeah. No, there was that. Um, I got got by um, Dunkin' Donuts, too, on April Fool's. Oh, you... You got I, I I did get caught. You didn't see that? Yeah, well, no, I totally I got thought, there. I thought you posted that. I posted that, and I figured that no they... Knowing that it was I, a joke. No, I thought, they were, I thought they were making them in honor of April Fool's Day, Okay, right? so, so... And then here I am, right, with my girl, Heather, who's just as smart as me, mm-hmm. you know? All of a sudden, we're sitting here. She's like, you know, she's like, I used to work at Duncan. She's like, and when they do limited time things and all that, she's like, they only make so much per day, and once they're out of them, they're out of them, and then, you know... So I'm all like... Well, shit, I'm like, we better stop what we're doing. We better go down there, <laughs> right? And her, right, giving up sweets for lunch. She's all like, well, sister, only available for a limited time. I'm oh, she's trying to use an excuse. Some. I'm going to buy some and I'm going to freeze. Wow. That is desperation. When you plan on freezing donuts or, or donut holes or whatever, vanilla nut taps. I, seriously, vanilla nut taps. Yes, that's what it was called, vanilla nut taps. So for which those... is in honor of a Saturday Night Live skit, which is absolutely delightful. If you've not seen it, look up, please look up Saturday Night Live. Just yeah, Dunkin SNL, Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe Casey That's Affleck. all you need right there. All you need is on YouTube is SNL, Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Donuts. Trust me, I've shown a bunch of people it. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it comes just, right up. So it was because, and I guess I don't. know And part of to... the skit they do that he's just like you know like tell him what your favorite donut is you know tell him what your favorite donut is the vanilla nut test you know vanilla what, vanilla nut test boom and he you know? smacks the guy in the nuts yeah and then they were so they posted on April Fool's Day uh-huh. that and it looked like like the way that I had read it and then I went back and reread it and uh-huh. I was like oh fuck I'm like if I would have read it right the first time I would have totally just like I would have known <laughs> but the way I had read it I thought they said that they were doing it in honor of April Fool's Day. Uh, so I thought it was their joke. Their joke was, hey, we're putting out this donut for one day so that people are going in there and ordering vanilla nut taps. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, they had people ordering vanilla Oh, you want vanilla- a vanilla nut <laughs> <laughs> They had people ordering vanilla nut taps already because you hear me and Heather stopped what we were doing <laughs> and fucking went down there. Wow. I'm telling you, too. I wonder how many people actually went to Dunkin' Donuts that day. Well, that one, we were the first ones in there that day to ask at that point. So, But then I showed the guy the skit, too, because he didn't know what I was talking about either when I told him. Like, it's from the skit. And he's like, what? What skit? I'm like, wow. So I showed that kid the skit and everything. He was cracking up, actually. And, um, yeah, so I got, I, that, I, I did get got. And not even wow. by my son. My son, my youngest son, thought he was pulling a fast one on me, too. He's like, I pulled my pants. He, like, tried. I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm like, because I can't smell it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the sketch. I mean, it, what I liked about the sketch. I mean, it's it's Casey Affleck. Yes. It's, a, it's a commercial for Dunkin' Donuts, and and I, I definitely know, like in like and, and Boston a, or something. It's a it's a Dunkin' Donuts is. I mean, especially it's a Northeast thing because I know the, there was a big deal when they finally opened up a Dunkin' Donuts in like in like Los Angeles about a year or two ago. Because, Are you serious? Yeah, it was the first one open because they have like everything else out there. 
And oh. so, yeah, and I just thought they were like on every corner, everywhere. Well, that's all, and see, wow, and I okay. believe. All right, so one, I mean, I mean we're, we're, too, we drove down to Florida when we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and trust me, we could find Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Um, trying to think what else too. I mean, like, obviously, your main chain, feel like McDonald's. Well, like, Kansas, like a year, like that, but. about a year or two ago, and that's only because like we're friends, like you know, being a part of the podcast, we had we're friends of like guys who did this cartoon called Megas XLR. Okay, and they live in Los Angeles, and they got all the guys who are, who created the show are originally from New Jersey. So when they finally opened up a Dunkin' Donuts out in Los Angeles, it was a big deal huh. you know it was like finally a part of our part of our youth is now finally made it to the west coast oh my god i didn't realize it wasn't popular out there well i just it just it just i think there's so much competition or whatever sure and then plus you know health conscious la and stuff like that you know donuts and coffee um well yeah but i, mean, I go there for unsweet and iced teas all the time and shit like that so and but if i'm not mistaken and i, I could be wrong i believe their corporate headquarters is in, is in boston massachusetts oh. so and and the funny thing is, is that like there are more dunkin donuts and Boston, or at least in Massachusetts, like per capita, there's more than like anywhere else in the world because since that's their corporate headquarters, there just happens to be one every fucking corner. Right. So um, that's part of it, and you know Casey Affleck coming from that Boston, coming from Bo- or, the, or Ma- I, I strike that I keep I keep saying Boston, but just Massachusetts in general yeah. is playing a real mass hole, real fucking mm-hmm. Joe they blue collar, that stereotype. Uh, they definitely uh, playing on the environment and that you know, stereotype, dude bro kind of a guy. You know, and you know, and he shows his phone, and his screen is all oh, mashed up, and yeah. he's trying to smoke a cigarette, but he's holding his hand out the door, and he's like, "Sir, you can't smoke a cigarette." And my hand's out the door, you know. Yeah. So uh, that I mean, he that's good. He plays a he's, the character. It's funny, like you watch that, and yes, it's a character, but we've all seen that guy. We all know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, oh, this, even the kid that I showed the thing to, he's like, "We got customers in here like that all the time." Like, yeah, he told me that. And, um, no, it's definitely a good skit. I was very disappointed because the picture looked so delicious. I mean, yeah, but... They, they looked so good! They had... It was, like, vanilla cake. Yeah, like, the vanilla donut. Vanilla cake with yeah, nuts. Yeah, with, with, um... Yeah, it was... It had a, a filling. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, the nuts on the outside of it. And then, like, more frosting dribbled on it. Like, it... They looked That sounds good. like heaven. <laughs> you would stop what you were doing and go get them fucking donuts, <laughs> would you not? Yeah, I, I mean, as soon as I heard You're vanilla like, nuts... Why not? Talks, April Fool's Day. But. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing got me this year, and, I, and I'm not saying that because like, oh, I'm not the, oh, I'm so Mr. Fucking Special, nothing's gonna get me. But there was a couple of, there was one they actually reported on the radio, and I put that on my Facebook page, where they said Sammy Hagar is going to be the lead singer, is 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 replacing the lead singer of Tool. And Tool, <laughs> Tool is a, I mean, you know, Tool has a very specific sound, and. Without taking anything away from Sammy Hagar, there's no it just way. Matter. Yeah, and you know what it is, and and they took. That's great. And and what it I is is there is a photo because Maynard James Keenan, the the lead singer of Tool, has a vineyard. He has like a oh, legitimate really? vineyard that he, yeah. that he runs. And then, and then Sammy Hagar has a tequila company. Okay. So there is a picture of them legitimately sitting at a table drinking wine. Oh my god. So someone took that photo and and a and, whole, and a whole article. Right? Where they talked about it on the Brother Wee show, <laughs> and like and like at that time, I'm like, and I'm in the middle of doing something. I was like, I wanted to text in and say that's an April Fool's joke, and you know, and 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 I looked it up and I I googled it and it was in a bunch of websites they or whatever, it up and then like and like the third one says you know that a tool tricks a lot of people with this. 
And it's like, who, who would think? Uh, once again, Sammy Hagar, as, as a metalhead, yeah. you know, I respect everything Sammy Hagar does. I respect what, I mean, I respect his his, his role in, in the industry. There's no way he's going to fucking that be just, replacing yeah, Tool. Yeah, that just doesn't, you know, that that, that, that's just not, not going to fucking happen. So, I mean, like, that one was, like, big. People had posted. Now, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the movie? I've seen the first one. There's yeah, two. No, there's Well, two comes out this year. Okay. Do you, I don't know, I mean. I, I don't know, one hasn't come out yet. Yeah, the second one comes okay. out later on this year. I thought it had already come out. At the very, very end of the movie, as, as end credit, as one of those end credits, and Marvel movies always kind of have a little thing in the end credits. Yeah. They have... A little after scene. Yeah. They have Howard the Duck. And remember, there was a movie in the 80s, Howard the Duck, that was... It's the okay. same... It's it's based on the same character, but... I didn't want... I, I turned it off after the... Like when, the when the credits... Yeah, yeah, I watched oh, it on Red... You know, or red box yeah, or, yeah, or whatever yeah well, yeah well what happened was is the, the, the director of the movie wanted to do something special for the movie so in the end credits he brought back Howard the Duck oh, shit. just to be like end credits just That's like cool. here, here here's, a, here's a thing so there were people who made a fake poster saying that they're going to do a Howard the Duck movie now I don't be I mean don't get me I wouldn't be surprised Howard the Duck was good back in our day but well that's what I'm saying I mean I wouldn't be surprised if, now. if Marvel I mean but I mean Guardians of the Galaxy was such a ridiculous movie yeah, that I, I mean I can see that's the whole reason the director it was put it in there I mean like that's the thing it was a fun ride I mean like it wasn't the best yeah I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah. But Definitely for, glad like I rented it or whatever. But there were posters. The people had posting posters online, and yeah, it looks it would look licensed, legitimate. People have really good Photoshop skills. Oh yeah. But I mean, if if they were making even thinking about making this movie, you would have heard about it. Fucking Disney would have fucking announced it a long time. You know, what I'm saying like right. it's one of those deals where we know about movies three we years heard about before. It Babylon. Yeah, exactly. you know, three so years were, before. Yeah, reboots. They always they announce every <laughs> single one of them. On so that so I saw, I saw that, and for a split second, for a split second. I'm like, well, they're gonna do. They're finally gonna do a Howard. You know, oh, should I say redo a Howard the Duck movie? And I'm like, nah, this is a fucking April Fool's joke. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, I don't want to say that's like, I don't say got got like for a split second. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah. April Fool's. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to say there was one that got me, that was that one. That was that one, the Howard <laughs> Duck one. Yeah. I see um, else? Not really. All right, let me see. Uh, Joss Whedon, the guy who actually directed the first two Avengers movies, oh, yeah. is now defecting from Marvel and is going to work for DC. I've and, heard about this. And he's going to be doing a Batgirl movie. Now, that being said, Joss Whedon is also the creative mind behind Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. So, strong young woman fighting. It's kind of his fortune. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like the first Avengers movie was fantastic. The second one was, you know, I wanted to fucking love it. I just didn't. Mm -hmm. So I think he finally, he finally understood that he kind of lost his, he lost his mojo, mm -hmm. you know. The uh, first one was great. Yeah, the first one was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. second one though. Age I mean, of Ultron. And, and yeah. once again, I can't, I don't want to blame him too much. I think there was a lot of studio involvement and he just, he, he made the best movie he could without, you know, I think they put a lot of pressure on him to make a movie that sort of connects to the whole universe. Mm -hmm. When in the first movie he sort of you know like no we're i'm making the universe so don't you know and then the second one i think he felt a little, he got a little bogged down and so uh but for him i mean i say defect i mean i don't feel any ill will i don't think oh you sell out you're going to dc mm -hmm. but i mean and, and if dc's following the same rules that they're doing now i'm sorry i'm just staring out to speak no. uh, if dc you know somehow this is going to be connected to the whole suicide squad batman v superman justice league you know this should be in that same universe right you know and then and then you know batgirl could be in any fucking city it doesn't have to be gotham 
could be she could maybe get her start in Gotham and then move and then off move to somewhere else some and, other yeah. and DC has a tendency of uh, like making up cities like Marvel's always in the real world Marvel's always in New York City mm. DC makes up cities you right. know there's Jump City and 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 uh, you know uh, Cornerstone City and right. you know they they make up names to sort of like you know here's a city that's a lot like Philadelphia but it's not but it's not Philadelphia yeah. you know it's it's the Keystone City you know city you know, it's Keystone City and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is known as a Keystone State. You know, it's a lot like Philly, but, you know, so, you know, she can be in a fictional, fictional city, maybe start in Gotham, but move out to her own place. You know what I'm saying? Like getting right. out, getting out from under the shadow of Batman or whatever. Yeah. So I think Joss Whedon, it's a good idea. You know, I, like I said, defected. Ryan's he's not really defected. He's going to go and make a movie that, you know, he's probably going to be good at making. Um, Sounds like it. Let me see. I don't know. The, the, have you seen the trailer for It? No, not really into that stuff. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not really into horror movies or gore, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm not big into it. Well, I read the book and... Like, the cartoon violence I can handle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the LeBoff's <laughs> still trying to find a place to continue his class. Did you did you see the latest on that? Who? Shia LeBoff. You know this whole, like, the He Will Not oh, Divide oh, Us movement? Oh, yeah, when he, he puts the flag in. put the flag up, they took the flag down, and they replaced guys. Yeah, they replaced the t-shirt in the hat. Right. Uh -huh. So then he ended up moving the operation to um, London, right? Mm -hmm. And like within the first two days, they started fucking with it, <laughs> and they had to take it down. <laughs> and now he's looking for another place to put. But not like they've had to actually move it out of the out of the country. Mm -hmm. Now it's gotten that far. <laughs> but like the extent that these guys went to, man, to find that freaking flag, wasn't that not? It's sad that these guys <laughs> they were looking at like the way the sun hit it during a certain time of day. Mm -hmm. Flight patterns in the Flight background pattern. of airplanes and the, stuff. The weather. Yeah. And then I think, but the big one was, I think, because Shia LaBeouf had, like, posted from some sort of, like, diner. And it wasn't yeah, even that. Yeah, he checked it was, in, at, like, he, or some girl posted a picture of her. With him. With him. It wasn't even him. And then, and then someone's like, oh, yeah, I know that diner. Like, I, like yeah. someone was like, oh, that diner is such and such but city. I think she posted If I remember correctly, I don't think he posted it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she posted, posted it. it. He took a picture with her. She posted it. Somebody recognized the diner was like, oh, yeah, I know that diner. <laughs> they started to pinpoint the area at least, and then they sent a car out and had the car start honking. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. how they figured it out was because the car got honking yeah, on the get, line because it was a live feed. Yeah, so the louder it goes, then you know you're getting closer. Exactly. So then eventually they figured it out, and then they went there at nighttime and pulled the thing down. This, you know, the, the, this Again, side. another reason why I love the internet, though. Just yeah. saying. Like, the, the, I love the internet because it gives us stuff like this. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. It's yeah, just yeah, absolutely yeah. delightful. It's, you know, uh, if, I love it. if there's still an internet to be had. <laughs> Seriously though, I mean, like, I, I want them to like try and figure out another place again though, just because I just want to keep this game going. Yeah, like, I just want to see how far they'll keep it going. You know, so. It, it, it... There's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. Which one do you think will get first? Do you think LaBeouf will fail or will um succeed? Eh, not succeed or fail. Do you think that he'll um what was that word? Succeed? No, succeed is like success, but like basically oh, concede? he'll fail. Concede. Thank you. you think yeah, do you concede? think he'll concede first, or do you think that we will find out why Brad's wife got fired first? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> which, which one do you think is going to happen first? Uh, 2017 uh, we'll, we'll pop get, we'll, culture. We'll find justice for Brad before, <laughs> before Shia LaBeouf does something logical. You know. <laughs> we'll get an oh, answer out of Cracker Barrel before Shia LaBeouf, you know, says, you know, let's not do this anymore. Oh, I showed my mom that video of Shia LaBeouf there. Like, you know, like, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. My mom's like, what the f 
what's wrong with your generation? He so, like, is lord it's not my generation and you know and, uh, and you know it's like i remember when they had i mean he was on like even stevens and 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 he did that movie holes but i remember when he was on hbo's project Greenlight. yeah it was I one of the later that. seasons yes. and it was the I, re- I remember the movie there i mean the, the battle, battle for shaker of, heights yes and i remember when the cameras were following him i said this fucking kid is like, he's no okay here's the funny thing i mean i remember watching that and i was like because he was a kid too he was only like what like 17 then yeah i said this kid's a little kooky now here's the funny thing about a month ago or two months ago my daughter's you know i have i have my dvd collection on my shelf or whatever mm-hmm. and i have i have transformers one okay. in the special optimus prime box where it actually looks like optimus prime and you could fold out the legs oh. and the head and the arms and it stands up and it looks like optimus prime right on. how much did that run you uh, i mean at the time it was probably about 30 bucks or something like that oh that's not bad at you all know? and the, cool. the dvd is like in his back and you could pull it out so my daughter, you know, my daughter gets her curiosity, and you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's PG. I don't think we think it's even PG thirteen. So she goes, "What is this? Can we watch this?" All right, you know, put it on. We're watching it. My daughter instantly just fucking <laughs> zones out. She doesn't. I think she fell asleep. You know, what I'm <laughs> you know? and you know, I mean, you know, as my, I love Transformers, right. the original Transformers, and I love the eighty, the nineteen eighty six cartoon movie, but the 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 new one is just garbage. I mean, let's be real here. So it's playing. And then I decide once the movie is over, I said, "Let me just watch the, uh, the behind the scenes." I, I get, I, 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 if I'm going to buy a DVD, I'm going to watch every. I'm going to watch. Every, I'm going to watch the behind the scenes. I'm going to watch the director's commentary. I'm going to watch every fucking. So the funny thing is to see, watch that video, watching where it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf is working with Michael Bay. Michael Bay is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Can Shia LaBeouf keep up with all this craziness that Michael Bay wants to keep? And it's like, if we only knew then, we know now. No, Shia LaBeouf is the fucking crazy one. You know? He's like, you know, it's like, oh, today Michael Bay is going to have me hanging off the side of a building. Motherfucker, you probably wanted to be there, you fucking psycho. You know, but it's so funny to watch back then. I mean, like I said, the Battle Shaker Heights, when they were talking to him, you could tell he was a little fucking off. Because I remember watching that, and I'm like, oh, he's a little kooky. Because at that time, he was the kid from Even Stevens, from in my my head. You know, so, uh, you know, it's funny to see that now he's just gone full fucking, he's gone full crazy. Yeah. My last little bit, I I saw the Belko experiment about the people who get locked in their office you know like you have to start killing your co-workers what oh, oh yeah. fuck off no <laughs> yeah there's a <laughs> there's these people working in an office building and they how they explain it is it's an office building in colombia but they're all americans well there's colombian workers who work there and they're americans it's like the hunger games and they, the office yeah and they all <laughs> now what happens is is they all have trackers embedded in them and they say and they and they only the only excuse they have for that is they go well this is colombia South America, uh, people are known for getting kidnapped. So we put the tracker in you. The corp- since the corporation is responsible for you, we put a tracker in you. So in case you get kidnapped, we can find you. So what fucking job did these people <laughs> sign on for? Exactly. Where they're going to Colombia? Except yeah. they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are gonna just pop a tracker in my fucking back of my neck. All right, cool. <laughs> and so what happens is one day they're on their way to work. What do they do? Their job is they help get Americans to come to other countries to work like uh, to work like 
I I want to say I don't know if it's like relief jobs and stuff like that. Like you know, like like you know, here's a here's a village that's gone underwater. So you know, we we help get people from America to go help. Like it's almost charitable, even though they're a corporation. All right, so they're in Colombia. They're in Colombia, but trying it, to get Americans from America. Yeah, to like, Colombia to staff to staff jobs like anywhere in the world. So they basically are filtering them through like like basically they're yeah. It's like it's like an employment okay. agency, right, but you. if you wanted to go work in another country, okay, you know, right not that you want. But you know no. they're they're trying to get they Ameri- they're trying to get Americans to work in another First country. Off, Jesus. So then what happens is they go to one one day they go and there's these now there's these security guards outside and they're not letting any of the Colombian workers in, just the Americans. And they're like, what the hell's going on here? Whatever. <laughs> so so you know they go Surprise! they go about their they go about their merry way. Then all of a sudden, boom. All these big metal gates go over all the windows and and the doors. And then a guy goes over the loudspeaker and he goes, Right now, there's 80 people in this building. And in an hour, we only want 30 alive. Or, or, no, yeah, no. There's 80 people in this building. In an hour, we want... We want it to go down to like 60. And it goes, and if you don't go down to 60, we'll kill, you know, we'll start killing people so there's only 30 left. And you're so, watching this for entertainment? <laughs> well, I mean. Like, this, this is entertaining. And so, okay. and so it happens, and they're like, and they're like. Each their own, man. So then, so then they go, <laughs> and they go, you know, and then they go. Me, I want to be able to sleep for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching it. And, and so like, so like, like, is this the bars up on my window? <laughs> And it's like, and to show you we mean business, boom, they blow up like one person's head. And so they're like, so if oh, you don't... Oh, so that's what the trackers were. Yeah, that the, the, the trackers okay. were also bombs. Even so, so it's like, if you don't, if you don't start killing each other, we'll kill you. So you can, you can fight amongst yourselves and only kill 30, <laughs> or we'll kill 60. What the fuck? So now you got regular random no. people just, you know... You know, sorry, Jen. It's either you or me. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> and I mean, it's a real. There's a few coworkers of, like from Sprint that. Oh yeah, let me say. I look at my job now. I'm like that motherfucker. That motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch definitely. <laughs> this bitch would be the first one I'm going after. Actually, um, there's only like that's the thing though. Like when I went to Sprint, though, everybody was actually very, very cool there. So. Yeah. There's a couple of people that like to think of that. I'd just be like, yeah, you know what, that's I mean, it's an yeah. interesting concept, but unfortunately, you know, the, unfortunately, the movie was boring. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to say. I mean, it's sort of like you had a lot of chances to do something with it. And it sort of was just like, and if and it's if, just fucked up. Yeah, if you're if you're a sensitive person, definitely don't watch this no, movie. I'm good. Like like and that's the whole thing yeah. is it's a lot of like innocent people begging for their lives and it's sort of like and it's like you know they should have made it like a little bit more like social commentary or something like that or whatever and it was just it's like let's just make a movie to watch people die and what kills me is that the guy who wrote it is the guy who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy oh really Guardians of the Galaxy was such a fun movie yeah and you know he's done a couple other movies that were good. He did this movie called Super. He did this movie called Slither. Um, you know, Super was with the with the guy from The Office, the guy who played Dwight from The Office. That he oh. he plays a superhero. Right. Up. And it, oh, like, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, he did this movie called Slither, where it's like these alien slugs visit. You know. So all his movies are kind of like odd. Now, but the 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 one caveat is that all those other movies he's directed. This one he just wrote. Oh. So maybe the director fucked it up. 
But but he wrote it, and it was just I don't know. They they had a lot of opportunity to make it like. But it does seem to be a little bit different. Oh yeah, no, it's cruel. I mean, never you know. But like from even what you mentioned too, you're like yeah, like Slither's about a slug. Yeah, like like, that. That was what we're talking about, like you know, like Office with the bars on the windows (laughs) and bombs implanted in the back of your neck. People's heads start blowing up. Hunger Games. Yeah, and and this whole thing is is, they said it's Hunger Games meets like Office Space, you know. And that's the whole thing is you would think it would be like you think it would be a like a movie goofing on like office culture or whatever, but it's it was just it was just a movie like let's make a movie that have a lot of people die in you know it's saying like it could have been so much better and they and without spoiling it like they kind of leave it where there, there's probably going to be a part two. And oh so, goody! Yeah, and so then, we get to look forward to more. Of this. <laughs> and, and actually, I had watched a I had watched a, 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 a an interview with the director, and he goes he goes actually I have two more movies planned in my head, so there this might actually even be a trilogy. Yeah. But I, I think the first one probably didn't do good enough to to uh, bring on. The th- to bring on again, yeah. You never know with Hollywood these days, man. Yeah, I mean, but to, and plus that movie cost five dollars to make because it's just a whole bunch of. There was yeah. like there's like two kind of famous actors. There's the guy who plays uh, the guy from Scrubs, the real asshole doctor. Oh, I don't know his Ma- name. McGinley? but Dr. Cox is yeah. the character. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Cox and. Um, Oh. I love Scrubs. Scrubs is such a great show. And the guy from The Walking Dead who had his hand cut off. I don't watch that show. So yeah, I'm Michael Rooker from from um, from um, Mallrats. The 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 dad from Mallrats. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, the bald guy. Yeah. Michael. So Michael Rooker and and the is guy. He's in The Walking Dead now. He, well, he he was in The Walking Dead, oh. like season one or whatever. And, he's and, and spoiler alert, he gets his hand cut off. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah, it was only five, six years ago. <laughs> but if you ever decide to start watching The Walking Dead, yeah, uh, spoiler alert: his scary. hand gets cut off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Michael Rooker and that guy are in it, but you know, and I mean, I mean, they're good actors, but everyone else in the movie is a total unknown. Um, gotcha. So that's about it. So I think it's time. For, yeah. So uh, let's wrap it up. Um, it's a it's eleven o'clock. Yeah, we've been Jesus doing this for two man. hours. Um, so anything you want to plug while we have you up here? Because I don't because do you still have Yes. Is it, is it, do you still have the website? Because I thought maybe I put the website in last episode. www.rochesterperfectwedding.com. Oh, Rochester or Perfect. Perfect Weddings. I'm sorry, Perfect Weddings. Rochester Perfect Weddings. www.rochesterperfectweddings.com. Ah, okay. That's yeah, all right. So I, I, I couldn't get Simply Perfect Weddings because I was taken. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like it's not even like it's there. It's, but I'm just saying, oh, is so I, I think, I think someone's like holding it. Or something like they're waiting. I think maybe they're waiting for. Oh, you're talking about Simply Perfect Weddings? Yeah. It's out there now? I think someone's. When waiting. I went to register my domain, it was being used by some company well, and like freaking. I forgot well, where, like, where they were, but they were, they were somewhere else and they weren't even doing like wedding officiants or anything like that. Like they well, were. Well, somebody, like right now, somebody owns two strangers one podcast.com. Okay. And what it is is. is that you know you, you you get it from like GoDaddy or whatever and you pay the $12 for the year and then if you don't renew it which unfortunately I didn't they go and they hold on to it right. and then they're like oh well if you want it now now it's $90 fuck oh, so that's why that's why I'm on two strangers one podcast.net go gotcha. fuck yourself you know yeah, keep your right. $90 I'll keep the .net and just say it's network yeah uh, two strangers one podcast that's... network yeah, there was some other company that was doing like they had that same name. Yeah, they do that somewhere they, else, and they but they did something completely different than what I do. And, and that's the whole thing is I only know I only know about that. Well, one I try to do it, and they're like somebody owns it. I'm like, how oh, the fuck could they own it? And I had someone email me one day, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was like a, it was a corp, it wasn't like a personal name, it was like a corporate like would you, you know two strangers one two strangers one podcast dot com is now available. Visit our site, and it's oh. like oh we can give it to you for ninety dollars. Fuck oh, you, I was paying twelve dollars yeah, for it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. 
you know, I'm too cheap for that. So, uh, speaking, so RochesterPerfectWeddings.com. Well, no, the business is called Simply Perfect Weddings. I know, it's so oh. fucking confusing. Um, business is called Simply Perfect Weddings. Mm-hmm. The website itself is RochesterPerfectWeddings.com. RochesterPerfectWeddings.com. Yes. And uh, for all your wedding officiant needs, pretty much. I mean, like, not really too much out there for this type of this type of audience, audience, but you never know. know. You may know somebody, you may know somebody who wants to get married, Mm -hmm. and if you happen to be in Rochester, in the Rochester area, yeah, uh, you know, we may know somebody that can help you get it organized. Um, so and then, I mean, you were like the last episode you're on, you were talking about expanding into um, DJing and stuff like that. (laughs) Is that still a thing or no? Well, I um, excuse me, I did go on a job interview for a different company actually and um, oh okay i got well yeah but i got the it's not us it's you email yesterday oh okay friday actually so that was a good time um but that's okay they actually no she wrote me a very lovely email it was not like one of those like usually when you get those rejection emails from companies they're mm-hmm. usually pretty like standard like you can tell that like you've been but mm-hmm. she, she wrote me a nice one so um got you know then told me to keep going and all this kind of stuff and they just basically they had somebody that was experienced that also came in and okay Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so she's, I mean, like, she really, she wrote me a very nice email, so I can't even really mock it. And I'm glad I went on the interview because at least I got the experience, you know, and everything like that. But yeah, I was disappointed that that didn't pan out. Um, But the other, I mean, like, there is still the one opportunity still in the background that could possibly still pan out. That whole thing depends on just basically how much business he gets. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Stay tuned. And then, yeah. all right, so, well, That's I, I, I have an Oscar letter, but it's kind of very rude. Oh, what's up, Oscar? Let's do it. You know, we never even, that was what they actually wanted to talk about on this episode, and we didn't even fucking touch it. Because I know that there's, I know I don't know the whole Oscar story. I know I don't, because there seems to be, because, like, Paul made a comment when cast, too, and I even made a comment back. I'm like, what are you guys talking about there? Like, huh? You know, because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, we like Jen. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, like what's that all? Paul's about? Paul's an asshole. I love Paul, but he's well, an asshole. Okay. He's being, so are you? He's being, well, no, that's part of. I can be. When it, I want to be. He's from that like if I like you, I'll break your balls kind of a you know. Yeah. So when Paul does shit like that, it's just yeah, Paul just exactly. being an asshole. And uh, so okay, here's an Oscar letter. Oscar right here. All right, and it's funny because I I swear I just looked this. I don't I don't check the email until basically we're about ready to record. So he Where goes. Did he send it, this was sent on March 9th, which is funny because oh, it so was it was while. yeah, which is actually we released say, we... we released the new episode. The last one was wiretap in that ass, and that was with me and Paul. Right, and then the and one then, before that was you uh, was you and me in, yeah. in Rochester, Babylon. And so uh, he goes. So Oscar writes two hours of that horrid laugh. Fuck <laughs> he off. goes. Fuck my cock has retreated into my body. <laughs> <laughs> And I swear, Oscar, I did not read this letter. I mean, I read it like oh, I, we had actually started. Oh, my last bad. You should hear my cousins. I got twin cousins, and theirs is louder. <laughs> oh yeah, louder, more annoying. And he goes, dude. Absolutely. Is this Smith thing? Sorry. Dude, do us a favor. If Paul isn't available, literally grab a stranger from the street. <laughs> That's good. I gotta give him credit. Time has proven that no female will ever replace Kristen. Aww. Damn, I miss her so. If she ever does a podcast. I'm out if you keep torturing me with that Jenna laugh. Uh, so, once again, uh, Jen, still cool. Jenna, so. Alright, so Oscar's not a fan. But there's a, there's a, there's, you know, I, you know, to keep coming back, there's a certain love there. 
And you know what? Yeah. And and you know, and 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 you know, and not for nothing. There's been some real serious like earthquake type shit going on in in Peru because he's from Peru. Oh, so I didn't want to like you know. I mean, I, who you knows? Know, I like, like this fucking little bastard. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean, and he, yeah, I mean, he literally. <laughs> I mean, this was written like the day of the last episode. So this yeah. might even been written before it was released, but um, so Oscar, if you're Oscar, back, you know what the right people that I need to be around, they like my last. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, and it's look, it's you know, and hey, not for nothing, but you know what, the last episode that mm-hmm. I did. Uh-huh. How much notice did you give me on that one? Let's just point that. I mean, like, just oh, say it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was not. like you called me up and you're like, "Hey, you want to record in like a couple hours?" <laughs> I was like, mm, "Okay, yeah." Yeah. You know, I mean, then today we talked this afternoon and it was like, "Why? What's going on with this whole thing?" You said something about doing a solo show. You're like, "I tried to do one last." Yeah, I tried to work out. I tried because I was so I was so into getting an episode out there. I said, "You know what? I'm going to do one by myself." Yeah. And I recorded it last night, and it was. It's kind of hard to talk without having someone to kind of bounce off of. Right. It, it feels like I'm like. A reporter I was like all right and then this happened all right and then this happened <laughs> and it's you know and don't get me wrong i mean you know i love the sound of my own voice but <laughs> i mean it just if it, it just it didn't feel natural it felt very pushed and 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 enforced and and i'm like i mean i could release it i could have released it or I, you know, I could have started to release you know i like, think about it but i'm glad I, like you got a hold of me and i'm like mm-hmm. and you said hey you know let's do an episode so you know i'm kind of i'm kind of glad you because that I'm 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 glad that other episode is not going to see the light of day because it's it's it, you know as much as I try to be funny you can't be funny to yourself you know right. saying you make yeah, a joke yeah, if there yeah. isn't someone there to laugh at you feel I feel like you know I'm, I'm bombing up here so you know it, it, you know and I'm pretty sure Oscar will say something like you should have put out that other episode it just it, it felt more like a news report than a podcast yeah. so you know and at least I'd rather have the more natural flow of a conversation even if it is two hours long yeah. you know it's just so you know uh, so that's what had happened I, I was planning on I recorded it last night like, and I got out of work at 9 and I got home around 9.30 and I'm like alright and I sat in front of my computer and I had all my notes the same notes I had today and I'm like alright and this happened alright so let's move on this happened and then this happened you know and of course I had a lot more anti-Trump <laughs> I kind of I kind of ripped into Trump a little bit but you know it's sort of if there's no one there to, to, feed, to feed off of it it's sort of it feels just very like blah you know it felt like I'm recording a diary or something like that yeah. so you know uh, you know you know I the, the show needs a co-host I mean and, and you know plus that you know we're literally like 10 days away from or we're, no, excuse me, we're about 16 days away from our five-year anniversary, so, you know, it would have been sad if I'm doing an episode by myself wow. on the five-year anniversary. Yeah, 200 So and we were recording about this time two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, Yeah, 420 was the end of our 420, man. Yeah, so, yeah the Bell's Car Traffic Code heads again there. It's all happened before, and it'll all happen again. So say we all. <laughs> so say we all. Um, so, so, all right, so... Yeah, like sorry you I don't like to laugh, Oscar, but we love you still. Yeah. I, I, got, I got love for Oscar. I told him that before. And I said, and look at I am, like, literally, I know I keep saying it, I'm, like, literally, like, tomorrow I may start calling to get Wi-Fi set up in my house. Probably a good idea. And, and uh, and, really? I, and, and the offer has always been so out soon? there. Was that? So soon? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm saying, no, I'm just saying is the, the offer, and I've, I've always, I've always put the invitation out there for Oscar if he ever wanted to come on the show. Like, you what know, was it, like a Skype or something? Yeah, that's, why yeah. not? Well, that's, when me and Paul first started doing our show, we, me and Paul used to Skype together and record the Skype call. Okay. That's, that's how me and Paul, and then, you know, life through, you know, you know, I had, that's when I was working at Rite Aid and I wasn't making any money, and not that I'm, not that I'm rolling into money now, but right. I have a little bit more disposable income where, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm like literally like tomorrow 
tomorrow I'm planning on calling, you know, to get Good. Wi-Fi set up in my house. So then, you know, and like I said, Oscar has always been invited to be on the show. And, uh, you know, and anyone else. And so when it comes to a time where a situation like this where um, it's, you know, because also, I mean, don't be wrong. Thank you for hosting me. I, 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 feel, I feel like I'm imposing when I have to come to somebody's house. Like, like you know what I'm saying? No, like, we're fine. Like, I mean, like, I'm fine with, like, doing it like this or whatever like that, too. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm saying it to him, too. Like, you know, like, he's all like, go great. It's like, well, hey, not for nothing, dude. But, like, you know, I, I get called in last minute. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's fucking do it. You know, I, I think he's, he, and he's, he's, Oscar says horrible things about me. And when I was growing my beard That's long, fine. he was saying, you know, it was in the horrible beard. I got and the, skin. You know this. And I can take you it, know, man. And I'm, a, and I'm a, you know, I'm a fat guy who doesn't get laid. And, you know, so like, you know, he, he digs into me also. So there's, there's a certain love there. Um, so, uh, you know, back to the, back to all the plugs, uh, please visit two strangers, one podcast.net where you can find all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes where, uh, you can, if you have an iPhone or iPad and iPod, you can download the episodes there. Um, if you don't have an iPhone and iPad or iPod, you can download, download us on the Stitcher app. That's S T I T C H E R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, you can put it on, uh, listen later and available offline. So, uh, what you do is, you know, so you can get your episodes while you're on your Wi Fi spot when you're at home or if you're at Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's or the public library. Get all your episodes there so you're not killing your data or your battery. Um, and then, you know, listen to them when you're out and about and, you know, definitely saves your, it saves your battery when you're not using data. If you're just playing a file, um, on Stitcher, you're talking about, on right? Stitcher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which definitely. is, which is, yeah. Use that play later option. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, we are available on SoundCloud, the SoundCloud app and soundcloud.com. Obviously just search for two strangers, one podcast. Um, if you want to write the show like Oscar did, you can write us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. That's two strangers one podcast at gmail.com and contribute to the show the way Oscar has. Um, let me see what else. If you want to follow us on, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Facebook. we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast. It takes two seconds to like the show. And of course, we want your money. We need your money. But if you can't contribute a dime, take two seconds and share us on your page. Like this episode. Like the page. Any kind of bits has helped spread the word. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you for the people that have been sharing the episode and, and, and liking us and following us. And, you know, um, what else? We do have a group, a Facebook group out there, the Two Strangers, One Podcast Network, where I've been sort of just posting a lot. Of, and not posting a lot. Anything that kind of has to do with the show, because with the group, everyone gets the message. On a page, only for whatever reason, Facebook algorithms don't. If I put out a post on the Facebook page, not everyone gets it. If I put it in the group, everyone gets it. And that's just unfortunate Facebook algorithms. So there is a Two Strangers, One Podcast group, but it's Two Strangers, One Podcast Network. Um, as a group. Um, now, not all the episodes are available on Stitcher and iTunes because that would take me forever to upload them. And maybe when I get my Wi-Fi, I will upload them all. But you can find every single episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast right now on YouTube. Just go on YouTube and search for Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh, I've made videos out of every episode, 200 and some odd episodes. It's a lot of, <laughs> it's 200 some hours of of programming and uh, that would definitely uh, get our numbers up when now when you see the ads before the episodes i can't tell you to like and subscribe i can't tell you to like the ads i can't tell you to click on the ads but if you did hey it's certainly helpful <laughs> i can't tell you to do that though 
Um, and let me see. I can't think. We're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast, uh, but that's basically Twitter's just a retread of our Facebook page. And I can't think of anything else. I certainly hope you guys. Anything you want to say before we go? No. Okay. Uh, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for watching and listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm John. Don't be a stranger. Peace out. Bye. You should be fapping. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialist, Lynette. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, Sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively... Sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. I I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in Lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her. Fuck it. She's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher Cologne. Smells real lovely with an original idea. Is this? I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like... Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. This is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a for paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. 
I'm going to make that smelly joke. I know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. (laughs) Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I will totally read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. How is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex but... sells. Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.